How is everybody doing? Welcome back. It is phenomenal to be speaking to everybody right now. We are Fresh 2021 Reboot First in 10 Podcast. It is your lovely host from before, Cage DePaulo. I am joined by one of my other lovely hosts, Tyler Dion. Uh, how you doing, Tyler? I can't believe we're back. Dude. I mean, this the way this came together, you know, just the return like this, the reboot we've been calling it. The uh, reboot. We uh, we got a lot of calls from a lot of uh, you know network stations. Can't you know can't disclose any, but uh, of course not contracts and stuff. Yeah, you know we found a great deal with uh, ourselves in our own bedroom, and uh, we're back. We're gonna be doing this week by week, going through the NFL. Uh, figured we want we're talking about it for a few weeks now, and you know the halfway point, week nine in the NFL seasons, a pretty good place to start back up again. You know, uh, we post trade deadline. Post trade deadline. Yeah, you know we didn't want to start it like week seven or six right now. Figured while we were still kind of working the kinks out, figuring out what we wanted to do, our vision for this. And uh, we got it together and we said, let's start the halfway and let's get it rolling. So welcome back to First and Ten. Uh, this will be airing every Friday now for those listening. If it's not on Friday or whatnot, look forward to that. Uh, we are missing our lovable old co-host, Michael Clement. He will always have a seat for us, but uh, he is off doing his own things in life. And I'm sure he'll be listening to this as well. Um so yeah, Tyler, how have you been doing? You know, I've been great. You know, li- living life. Uh, I think this is, you know, last time we recorded this, I think we were all still college students, right? Mm. So uh, here we are now entering, uh, you know, adult world and, uh, you know, experiencing the ups and the downs of that. But uh, it's good to be here. It's good to be back. It's good to be talking to all of you. And uh, yeah, I mean, I'm thrilled. I can't wait to get into it. Yeah, you know, we, uh, we kind of took a break. I was looking through our schedule right around the pandemic started. Who would have thought? Yeah. Uh, you know, who would have thought that a pandemic would have stopped us from kind of producing this stuff weekly. So it's really good now that we're, you know, like you said, kind of more of an adulthood living our lives now have the time to to uh, get into it and talk about football because I don't really think we ever stopped talking about football. Absolutely not. And uh, the season's been pretty exciting so far. How have you enjoyed the football season so far? So it's been a lot of fun for me, uh, you know, uh, and as a Patriots fan, uh, Mac Jones has definitely been a breath of fresh air mm. after what we saw last year with Cam Newton and uh, across the league, I think, the the year has been more fun. Uh, we're seeing a lot more parity, it seems, than in recent years where it seems like maybe the Chiefs run away with it or, you know, in previous years it was the Patriots are running away with the league and you had maybe one or two contenders pretty clearly the whole season. It feels like this year it's evening out a little bit, right? Like it seems like a crapshoot. Right. And it's funny, um, I think like you said that, I was thinking like if we started this podcast before week one, I think we would be sitting here and we would be saying, so the Chiefs are probably going to run away with it this season, right? Of course. But the funny thing is starting at the halfway point, we're like, we know we have some data right now. We've kind of seen like half of the games. We've seen these teams. We now know going into this talking right now to you folks listening that the Chiefs, are struggling a little bit, like the Chiefs more are than a little bit. more than a little bit. The Chiefs are not, you know, the guaranteed Super Bowl team that we thought they were. Um, you know, we have just an AFC, you know, hodgepodge of about like twelve teams that could make the wild card. We have the NFC, which is incredibly top heavy, and then have some of the worst teams at the other end of it. Right. It's uh, it's super interesting. I I totally agree with what you're saying. I've had a lot more enjoyment watching it. Obviously, it's nice to have fans back in the uh in the crowd. Every game feels a little bit more real this I, season. Yeah, I do still kind of get a little nervous just seeing the like total loads of fans. I I myself went to a Patriots game a few weeks ago, and it was like low like kind of frightening to like be there like first time actually being in giant crowds of people since this all and uh. 
They did a good job, though. The NFL, obviously, you know, they have good protocols to make sure you're not just completely crowded around people, you know, not safe. And that was the Cowboys game you went to, right? Yeah, yeah, that was the whole Cowboys game. That one was crazy. Um, and, uh, yeah, so it's been really exciting to kind of watch football. And, uh, you know, Tyler, like we said, we've been talking about it a lot. And we want to, you know, pr- give it to you guys. We want to talk to you guys. We know a lot of you have enjoyed listening to us talk about this in the past. And we're excited for it to, you know, take a new chapter and uh, kind of expand on it from before. Um, I guess quickly before we really get into this, you know, this week, what we want to do, you know, again, want to mention that we're going to be putting these up every Friday for those that are listening. So, uh, you know, you'll kind of catch it after the Thursday night game, but before all of like, you know, the meat and potatoes, the heavy Sunday games that you're looking forward to. Uh, And we're going to, you know, we kind of have more of a structure, a little bit more segments we're going to do, things we're going to look at than just the the occasional go through every single game and news. Uh, spoiler alert, we got the cookies in the oven. We're bringing them back. Cookies are still baking. Cookies are still baking. Grandma is with us still. She's working hard. She's been working hard for she the past year. Let me tell you, Grandma has made a lot of cookies in this pandemic. And so uh, we, we're kind of bringing them to you guys. Uh, without going forward, though, or, or with going forward, I guess we can kind of go into our newsroom. Talk about some news, right? Before we get into the actual games, uh, I want to quickly say, so the Thursday game, so you know we're recording this Thursday beforehand when you listen to it after, is the Jets-Colts, right? So we'll see. Looking forward to that, I guess, be interesting. Um, anything you want, any who do you think is going to win, so that way if you're wrong when they listen to it, they can laugh at you. And I think this is a good you know, a measuring stick for us, right? Yeah, for yeah. all the folks out there to know how much they can trust us or not trust us, right? When we start uh, giving our, our game picks for the Sunday games. Uh, this one is an easy one, though, right? This is a nice soft toss, a nice warm us okay. up. Uh, Jets have this one in the bag. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Right? Okay, we're, I'm all, glad. we're both on Mike White. Right? I was very, I was ready to to say the Jets after you said the Colts, and I was ready for like me to be like, well, one of us is gonna look like an idiot when they listen to you. But no, we're on this ship together. Mike White, obviously, you know, he tweeted in 2017, he's gonna break Peyton Manning's touchdown record, right? He's he's already, you know, he's seven games behind. He's got a lot of work to do. So this is how he starts. He continues it with the Colts right now. Uh, I agree. If we're wrong, then it's going to be great. They're going to be able to laugh at us 10 minutes into the uh, into the episode, not video, and kind of go from there. Well, if you're going to go on Mike White, then I have to go the other way and have to let everybody know I was joking on this whole Mike White oh. thing. Uh, you know, uh, what he did against Cincinnati was admirable. Uh, I think it says some things about the league now, right? We saw How many backup quarterbacks did we see win last week? He and a Cooper Rush who managed Rush to match did. Well. Um, I mean, do you count Taysom Hill, Trevor Simeon when Jameis Winston went down? I'm willing to. I, I mean, I'm willing to. Like, like they they a, had, you know, Bucks took the lead and the Saints had to go get the lead back. When a relief pitcher comes in, they sometimes win the game. That counts as a win for them. Not, yeah, exactly. That that's exact. My thoughts exactly, Cage. We're right? we're looking at a, a league where you know it's getting really interesting, right? I don't know if it's because the offensive coordinators are are getting better at at the schemes or, or and whatnot, but. Teams are realizing there are ways to win without that superstar quarterback, right? Uh, mm. There are ways to, you know, at the end of the day, these guys are in the NFL for a reason, right? Even if you're not one of the best, you can still get the ball where it needs to be, right? And, you know, offensive coordinators are realizing they need to draw plays up for that. And I think that's what we saw on Sunday. But I think it's going to catch up with the Jets tonight. So you're, you're saying the Colts are going to win. And I hate ever putting any sort of stock into, you know, Carson Wentz having to oh. play well. We saw what he did on Sunday, that dreadful goal line pick six. Uh, the left-handed know. throw. I'm not that... sure if we've ever seen that, where the player intercepted the ball and didn't have to go anywhere to score a touchdown. <laughs> he was just already in the end zone. I... That was, you know, I couldn't believe it. And I could, 
because it was Carson. You were Wentz. on the right side of history until like two minutes ago. You know that, right? You could have you could have looked like a prophet with me. And like, if we agree on everything, you know that's you know that that's a you're assuming we're going to agree to begin with already. All right, fair enough, fair enough. Well, you have our Thursday picks. You can laugh at us or you can uh, kind of think we're I'm you know a prophet in the making with my Mike White after uh, everybody sees the game. I'm sure we'll be checking out the game after this. But Thursday night aside, let's yeah, let's jump into some news. There was a lot of rant, like there was a lot of football news, not necessarily a lot that involved football, but there was a lot of football news this week. Which on one hand is not surprising and on one hand is surprising because when we look at the NFL trade deadline being this week, you know, even though the NFL trade deadline compared to other sports is often uh, a little bit slower, right? Mm. And when you look at the NBA and even baseball, right, has a little bit of a busier trade deadline, but you expect there to be some news in trade deadline week. We had news, but very little of it was actually trade-related, right? And uh, as we move to our first topic, uh, Aaron Rodgers, right? This whole Aaron Rodgers COVID debacle now that's coming out. Uh, I, you saw this, right, Cage? The yeah. whole he, he was you know telling reporters months ago he had been... Uh, what is the word? Immuni- immunized? Yeah, yeah, immunized. immunized. I'm glad you pronounced it first so I didn't have to I was hoping you would, but I did it. I no, took one you, for the team. Yeah, and I pre- you nailed it, man. Um, yeah, that's pretty wild. I, I think we quickly texted about this a day or so ago when it came out. It's So, obviously, Aaron Rodgers will be missing Sunday's game against the Chiefs, which is, I would argue, a pretty big game. Huge game. And, um, you know, for both both teams and for the NFL, needing those ratings, right, in that 425 primetime game slot. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be Jordan Love now, you know. Uh, Rodgers-Mahomes quickly morphed to uh, Love-Mahomes. Which uh, it's, yeah, which is, we'll, we'll get into that when we go over our game previews, obviously. But, again, the big thing is Aaron Rodgers, you know, he got uh he has covid and what you know the biggest thing to me that was interesting about this which i'm sure to many others was the nfl came out and they said if he was vaccinated he would have been able to play sunday because of the timeline when he first tested positive right that first um, positive test came early enough in the week where he could have cleared covid protocols by friday yes. Played, yes but and that's the thing with how the nfl is doing this is players don't have to publicly say they're vaccinated fine you know freedom you can do whatever you want of course obviously but it's going to bite you in the ass in cases like this, right? It's going to make you, if you're in Rodgers, it's going to make you look like an idiot. Like an idiot. like like one, Which I'm fine with. Of course Aaron Rodgers is dealing with this whole thing. Naturally. His drama-filled season. Like, this dude wants to be Tom Brady so badly. So bad. And he is just, he is missing every single step. Talking right? about his homeopathic, you know, all, <laughs> all the stuff he's doing to expose himself to all these things. Like, yeah, no, of course this dude got sick it's, and is... is I gotta be honest. I, I clowned on Kirk Cousins when he was like, I'm going to put myself in a plexiglass uh like like bubble or cube when the season started right he was like i'm gonna put myself in a plexiglass cube so i don't have to get the shot he's not he hasn't gotten covid right at least he was honest like at least i guess the cube is working right like, maybe aaron Rodgers should look into getting a cube yeah at least at least kirk cousins wasn't like yeah i'm i'm immunized i i, I don't i'm was not gonna kirk get cousins it. the one who said he'd be willing to die on the field Oh God! It it was either him or Cole Beasley. I'm not uh, maybe it was Cole Beasley. They're in the lab together, actually. So I don't know. In, in the cube together, hanging yeah. out, <laughs> doing just, bro stuff in the cube. Yeah, you know they can't get COVID if they don't leave the cube. So of course. Aaron Rodgers not in the cube. Evidently not. So he is out, and yeah, I mean it. It just looks awful for his own PR, which unfortunately, you know, the league wants results, and at the end of the day, Aaron Rodgers is one of the best quarterbacks. So. It's not like this is anything career-ruining, obviously. No, he's course. still going to land on a team next year. Um, he still has a chance to win the Super Bowl with the Packers this year. But it just looks awful. I mean, this is something where his character is now in question. And more so, I, he it, you have to wonder who knew. 
obviously you assume the Packers, at the end of the day, teams know if your players are vaccinated. So the Packers knew this whole time he was lying, right? Right. But it just looked, it's a bad look. Like, this probably meant that back in August when he said it, the Packers were scratching their necks like, dude, like, you better hope you don't get COVID because <laughs> you're just lying to all of these reporters. This is on TV right now. I wonder if they knew, I wonder if they were aware of it before or after him saying it. Like, mm. I wonder, you know, because Aaron Rodgers does not seem like a guy that clears things with team officials before he says something to the media. Well, considering how he currently thinks Brian Gutekunst is the reincarnation of <laughs> Satan, who he thinks his own general manager is, like, the hell incarnate, he probably doesn't clear things with them, right? Like, he probably just shows up and does his thing, and he, he's like, you can come up to me if you have questions. So I bet you're right. Like, I would imagine that he probably had that media report during training camp. They, the Packers front office went up to him, and they were like, oh, so you are vaccinated? Great. You know, let's fill out this paperwork so we can – you know, work towards, what was it, our 90% threshold was the whole thing the NFL was doing back then. Yep. And then he probably was like, oh, no, I'm not actually vaccinated. And they, you know, they can't break that news. So they were like, oh, okay, cool. Well, we'll see how it goes from there. And he's the kind of guy that thinks he's being so slick when he's not using the word vaccinated. And he's like, oh, I've been inoculated. I've been inaugurated. He's got his dumb stringy hair now and his dumb Wasn't he? Did you hear face. he was doing his hair for like a certain Halloween costume? Did you hear that? Oh, I did not. I forget. Yeah, the reason he had like the gross little greasy back hair is he was doing it for a specific Halloween costume. I don't. I don't use social media enough to check this. If you're a Packers fan or a Packers player, you must be so fed up with this guy. You know, yes, think about everything he's done for that city and that franchise in his time there. But this whole season has just been, oh, what a headache. I mean, I remember it a little bit, right, with Brady's last year in New England. But Brady at least was very reserved about it. And when you heard things, it was other people talking. But, you know, Rodgers comes out with his whole stupid last dance thing and Talking about how, you know, this is it for him. He's doing one last run and he's doing all that annoying stuff. And then they get, you know, you know, they get killed week one on neutral field against the Saints. Uh, then go on a run, right? You know, yeah, win all those games in a row. Huge win last Thursday night against the Cardinals. Down all those receivers, right? Uh, with COVID, by the way. Yeah, with COVID. Right? So, to in they gut it out and Aaron Rodgers looks real good in that. And the running game is good and you're all fired up. You have this long week. And now they're coming up. And who do they have on Sunday again? Oh, the Chiefs. I'm the sorry. Chiefs, just yeah. On the road. Huge game, right? And I know that you have some level of comfort in your division with the Bears. Or, or the Bears. And the Lions, the Lions are win- go 0-17. winless. And Dan Campbell's going to be you know crying every press conference. And you've got <laughs> you know the Vikings just lost to Cooper Rush. But uh, still, right, when you talk about home field advantage and how important that is, especially in the playoffs, when you talk about Lambeau and dragging these other, you know, when you look at the Rams or the Bucks, driving, dragging these warm weather teams up to your house uh, at the end of the season is going to be so important. They they could literally be, well, they are contending for the one seed, right? Like they beat the Cardinals who are 6-1, and one, so they have the tie break over the Cardinals yep. right now. Then there's also they the Cowboys. They play the Rams later. They play the Rams, and there's the Cowboys, who, yep. are, their, who are their biggest competitors right now for the one seed. Um, I don't know how the tiebreakers are working out right now, but, I mean, again, they have just as much of a shot to finish better or if not the same as the Cowboys and Rams, and they play the Rams, so that's going to be a tiebreaker itself as well. Um, they're really shooting themselves in the foot. Uh, let's just, you know, they better hope that it's only one week Rodgers is out for. Uh, I want to quickly say, though, you, you brought it up. They were out wide receivers last week, you know, kind of going off to our next segment with Devontae Adams, who was out last week with COVID. I don't know if he was vaccinated or not, so I can't speak on that matter, right. to be honest. Um, obviously, he didn't lie to the media, so it's not as big of a deal. But he's back now, right? 
that's the you know the important thing. So Jordan Love will have his top wide out, um, as well as obviously Aaron Jones and whatnot who didn't miss weeks. But Devontae Adams being back is a good help because the Chiefs defense isn't great. Um, and when you look at a young quarterback like Jordan Love having to step into a hostile road environment, as much as the Chiefs have struggled this year, uh, that fan base is still just as hungry as ever, right? They're loud. You know, they weren't really able to be there as much as they'd like to be last season. They're back, and even though the team has struggled, they're still, you know, they're Hank, they're four and four, and they're right in the thick of it. You know, they still have one of the best rosters in the league, right? Mm. Depending on what we've, you know, uh, what we've seen on the field, notwithstanding, but this is a team that's still right in it, right? We we're talking about how crowded that AFC playoff picture is. It's, their season's not over. They could still win a Super Bowl this year. Uh, they're gonna be ready to go. So to have for a young quarterback like Jordan Love stepping into that Lions den. Uh, you need to have a guy like Devonta Adams out there for you. Arguably a scarier Lions than than the actual Lions stadium. They, yeah, they, oh, that, like, whole place that, that might just be a free win if Jordan Love walked into there at this point. Um, not a very scary Lions then. Continuing down the COVID list, uh, he's going to buy this week, right? They got to, yeah. you know, you know, Dan Campbell can save some tears, that kind of thing. He can kind of, you know, yeah. We'll go over in our game picks. That team is just that team is desperate for any good player, like any good player, any any playmaker on that team who's. And there will be time for this, but there's yeah. no way they go winless, right? You know, I just mm, I don't know, it. I don't know. We might. When you a, think of a winless team. Their roster is not that bad. I watched a winless team once, and you, that's it's and eerily that similar. Roster? Yeah, that's that team at least had Miles Garrett and uh, Joe Thomas. Like that team had playmakers, and they went. Winless. But when you look, you know, I mean, we won't get too far into you know. Th- this is a discussion for for another day, but uh, you know, I just feel like Jared Goff has started a Super Bowl, and you know. DeAndre Swift is a first-round pick that's played pretty well in that offense. And, you know, you feel like, you know, TJ Hawkinson is, is an all-pro-level tight end. They should win a game. But yeah. we'll see. We'll right? see. We'll they have, still maybe, play the Bears at least one more time. You know, time, maybe so. if they're like, if they go like 0-10, 0-11, maybe we, you know, we dedicate some early podcast time to kind of yeah. talking about this more. Won't, you know, talk too much about it on the first episode back. Uh, going into the division, though, sticking with COVID, Matt Nagy should be back, right? We were t- we were looking, and at I this. don't know if that's a plus or minus for the Bears at this point, right? I know they yeah. lost without him on Sunday, but they looked somewhat competitive against the 49ers uh, in what could shake up to be a huge game in that wild card race. We were talking earlier about, uh, you know, how the NFC is so top heavy, and then when you start to look at those teams that are competing for the wild card. Uh, you start to look at, it's like, do the Seahawks get in where Russell Wilson is missing time, but he comes back and he gets them in? You know, do the Saints get in with, you know, Taysom Hill leading the way? Uh, you know, who makes it in? Uh, Bears and 49ers are still, you know, despite not looking very good this year, are going to be in that conversation. Uh, I think the Bears are going to drop out of it first. Yeah. Uh, but Matt Nagy, I think, has has got to go. I really, you know, not that I want him to have COVID or anything like that. No, no, no. But I think the Bears might be better off without him. That's, that's interesting. I mean, I'm not going to disagree with you there. I, I do think it, at the time being, he is still the head coach, so I think you at least want him there. Um, but I agree with what you're saying that I think, unfortunately, you know, he's not really helping this team because right now this team is centered around Justin Fields, right? Like he was a top, he was a number one overall pick. I forget exactly what round or what pick number he was. I, I know they traded up for him. It was, you know, um, 10, 11, Yeah, it was like 12, around 10, 11, around there. Yep. Yeah, I was going to say it was in the 10 before 15. It was before Mac Jones. Yep. Um, so, you know, you draft a player that high, you want to center your team around him, right? You have Allen Robinson, you have a great wide receiver. You know, this is a team that spent so much capital on Khalil Mack a few years ago. And, like, what's going on with the defense? Like, this team has playmakers, unlike the Lions, really, or at least more playmakers than the Lions. So, 
I don't know if I would say that they're better off without him right now. I think it's definitely going to help them, especially against a big game in Pittsburgh against the Steelers. A winnable game as a well. A very winnable game. The um, Steelers and, and the Bears have these sort of parallels where, you know, the offensive lines have struggled and the quarterback play has not been great. And, you know, this that Steelers defense is probably a little bit better than the Bears defense, I'd say, right? But yeah. both, te- both teams do kind of hang their hats on their defense, on their run game. Uh, we'll see if Dave Montgomery's back for the Bears. I know he's been injured, but... We'll get into that with the game pick. Yeah, no, for sure. Final COVID one is Saquon Barkley, uh, but we still know if he's going to play. So right, it's not he's really the ankle injury, but he's now cleared from COVID. So any of you who have Saquon Barkley on your fantasy teams, uh, you'll have to keep monitoring. Yeah, that. But news. I don't know if he would still. I don't know if he's still worth starting, even with his, even if he does play with his ankle injury. And they're still bringing him slowly back from that ACL injury that he had last year. Yeah, he's. he's been, I mean, as someone who has him on their fantasy <laughs> team, he's been a disaster. He's been year. tough. It's, and I get you have to manage the guy's health. I'm not criticizing him or the Giants, but no. just from a, a fantasy football standpoint. It's yeah, from a pure fantasy standpoint, I mean, I definitely think they're doing the right decisions. I think, you know, non-fantasy, I think it's smart that they're taking Of course. Time. I mean, that team's not going anywhere this year. Like, and he why is, rush him back? Yeah, exactly. And you know he has all-star talent, right? So you want to take everything you can to make sure he's better. So I wouldn't be shocked if he doesn't even play this week. And it would be one thing if this was like last year and every team in that division only had two or three wins. But with the Cowboys looking how they're looking, you know, if you're the Giants, this isn't your year. Start getting ready for next year. Yeah, That's where you start looking at Daniel Jones, if he's going to be your future, all that stuff. For sure, for sure. Uh, going down the list still, uh, we have Mike Thomas out for the year. I don't know your thoughts on that. Is he the highest paid receiver in football right now? Is that is that something that we're able to check right now? I can right look. I we're, can we're, look we're checking this live, yeah, folks. Yeah, yeah. yeah we're, we're doing this live. I'm going to fill time while, while Cage Cook is this. I know they paid him that massive. He's not the highest paid. He's one of the highest paid, right? He's coming off that year. He sets the NFL single season record for receptions, right? And, you know, some people say he's overrated. He has the, uh, you know, he's, he only catches slants. He only does this. He only does that. But at the end of the day, you know, I remember defending him uh, when he got that contract and everyone was hating on him. I remember saying, like, he's more than just a slant guy. You know, he's he, he's, a, he's a good NFL receiver, big body. And, uh, you know, I don't know if I was wrong or not. You know, it was looking like I definitely was. But I don't want to count him out too, too far, uh, you know, too, too much yet. Uh, quarterback play has been inconsistent ever since Breeze retired, but you know that contract we have it up right now. He's the fourth highest fifth. 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 He's, he's the, fifth, the fifth highest, just behind uh, you know Amari Cooper, Keenan Allen. Uh, you know this list in general has some real d- d- disappointments on it. Julio Jones is Julio Jones is the second highest wide receiver paid right now. I mean that's why you know the Titans were able to get him so cheaply this year. It's not just the fact that his play has declined, but he has that massive, massive contract. Yeah, that that's that's a lot of money that they're paying him for. I think you obviously Keenan Allen, Amari Cooper, even DeAndre Hopkins, well worth the money right now. Definitely. Um, I agree with you. I mean. It feels like it was. I, I I really feel like it was even last season, even though I know it wasn't. That Michael Thomas was like arguably one of the best wide receivers in the league, right? Like he was. He like had the record for highest catch percentage. Like he caught every ball that came his way. Almost broke records for most catches in a game. And um, to be fair to him, you know, when we start talking about how he's been disappointing since Drew Brees retired, he hasn't really played much since yeah. Drew Brees retired with all the different injuries and stuff. I think he's only played like you know. I, less than 10 games the last two years combined. So we haven't really gotten to see much from him. But, you know, not being on the field is, is very often the most important factor when we start talking about how well a guy's doing. For sure. Um, speaking of not being on the field, yeah. going to another wide receiver who's been incredibly disappointing, 
Uh, Odell Beckham Jr. He could literally just be sitting on his couch for the rest of the season. Um, it's, and I like what the Browns are doing right now, not coming out and just releasing him, not letting him go walk to his own situation that he wants to be at. You know, he's under contract right now. You know, in the offseason, you explore a trade or maybe you release him then. But at this point, you've already paid all of his guarantees. You know, your cap space is spent for this year. Make him sweat it out, right? Make him yeah. sit, right? You know, you know, hurt his, you know. I don't like the idea of hurting a player's value and stuff like that. Uh, that's not, you know, these guys have such short shelf lives that I do think they should try to make every dime that they can. But if, if you're the Browns, why would you help this guy out after, you know? All the stuff he pulled right before the trade deadline with the social media posts. And, and like, I saw one, a good take from a reporter. I, I forget who it was, but if you're Odell Beckham Jr. and your parents are posting all of that on social media, one, you know, it's tough to say he didn't know his parents were doing it. But even if he didn't know, that, even if that was something he did not plan with his parents, right? Because obviously it's much different if his dad and mom post that than if he does. Of course. You should immediately be going to your team and being like, I'm sorry, apologizing, right? You can't expect for your parents to come up with some social media campaign to free him. And you just sit there on your phone not talking to your head coach since you left the locker room on Sunday's loss. Do you think OBJ has helicopter parents that are sort of always, you know, always hovering around, always I, trying to take care of him? Or do you think maybe he's planting these seeds? Right? I, I we, think, don't we don't I, know. We don't know. I, I, can, I think it's a little bit of both. I think he's a smart man, right? He knows what he's doing. He's a professional. I, I, yeah, right? I don't think he's just letting his mom and dad post this when he woke right. up And in he's the not morning. a kid anymore. This isn't like when he first gets in the league with the no. Giants and he's brawling with Josh Norman. He's, he's had time to mature. To, to see him kind of doing this sort of stuff, it's and, disappointing. And it's in. I think the Browns players and coaches handled it very well. I mean, it obviously was. It, it was a very apparent that no one, except for maybe you know Andrew Barry, Paul DePost, uh, DePost Pasta, and uh, Stefan uh, Kevin Stefanski, kind of knew this was happening. Right. I don't really think many players or assistant coaches, from what I saw with Browns Twitter and news, was expecting this. But they all handled it very well, right? They said, you know, we'd be open to having him back with open arms, but we understand why this is happening. Baker Mayfield especially has handled this great. But again, you know, even like today, news like they break uh, news reports break, and it's talking about how you know there is a world that he could play whatnot. But what's Odell, like Odell again has not contacted anybody on the team, anyone since the general manager when this conversation happened. He's just now staying radio silent, and the conversation is like. How do you not even just text Baker, right? How do you not text and talk to your quarterback? Or Jarvis Landry, or Jarvis right? Landry. They're supposedly, you know, they go back to high school. With, yeah, yeah. And how are you just, like, sitting on your couch not doing anything? Like, that kind of shows, like, where is your head right now at this game? Um, we talked briefly, and I, again, I won't go too much into it for our new section. But, I mean, I definitely was someone who wanted him to get traded. I just personally don't think it was a um, relationship that worked out. It right. was John Dorsey's, you know, dying throw before he was um, before you know they mutually parted ways it was the last thing he did before the new front office came in was make this trade and you know so this was just the old regime and again he, he was there for freddie kitchens freddie kitchens we don't talk about he tore his acl last year and stefanski if you look in the past he's he is an offense that does not revolve around wide receivers they're obviously important because they're part of an nfl team but look at his offenses with the vikings and you saw the whole problems with stefan diggs where Diggs wanted out of Minnesota because, you know, he was like, I'm not involved. While Dalvin Cook was having one of the best rushing years. Because that's what Stefanski does. He's wonderful at making these play-action run games. But in the, con in the contrast for it, he's not calling plays 
where it's just go routes right. or where it's, you know, a deep post and, and try to have your star wide receiver catch a 45 right. yard It's pass. not throwing a low percentage pass up and just hoping your guy makes it. Yeah, pass. even if you have a superstar because he doesn't right. care about that. He would rather run the ball 12 plays at a time right. and throw a 10-yard, you know, flat to the tight end in a play action where you know the tight end's going to be able to catch and run, which is fine. It works, right? The Browns have made the playoffs. But Odell doesn't fit in that, or at least Odell hasn't been open to kind of doing those curls those smaller routes and you know being there when he does and understanding that he's not going to get the ball 20 times a game uh so it's it's been really tough and i i think that what the front office did with not or with benching him telling him you know don't practice whatnot it's fine right now i do not judge them at all i actually personally think that they're going to play better on sunday because of it i think the browns might have the best offensive game all year with them off the field you saw it once he tore his ACL, and I've never wished for an injury. It was devastating when I saw he got hurt last year. But when he got hurt last year, that offense got into full gear. I mean, you know Baker loves Jarvis, and he loves his other, you know, scrappy, you know, not as well-known receivers to be the two, three, fours there. So it's it's definitely, I really am looking forward to seeing this Brown offense this week against a Bengals team that got beat up by the Jets. And again, we'll talk about that more later. Uh, it's just going to be really interesting to see where this develops. Uh, if we think Odell, I don't know if you like if we think Odell will touch the field again this year, or if he's just going to be in his apartment in Cleveland until you know next March, April, when they either send him in a trade or just let him go walk. No, and I think if you're the Browns at this point, he's a tough guy to have around, right? Uh, for the other players in that locker room, it starts when it feels like a guy's not buying in. It's really tough to just bring him back into that environment. Unless you have some real sort of restorative conversation, and I don't think I don't really foresee that happening in the near future with these guys. No, um, some guy that will never be part of their future. And I want to quickly touch around this. You know, if this is a couple couple dated now. You know, maybe about three or four days, right. but it's news. Uh, Henry Ruggs probably never going to have a career again. No, right. Uh, He's out of the league, and of course, our our, our thoughts and 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 all of that, and, and our sympathies are with you know. All, all the families involved, uh, Rugs, and of course the young woman who tragically lost her life. Uh, yeah, um, and her dog too. Like yeah. genuinely, very. I love pets. It's awful, sad to see the, her and her uh, her dog. And yeah, we don't don't want to touch on it too much. It's obviously you know a couple days old by now, and I'm sure a lot of people have listened to it. But just kind of goes to show again, you know, just some people aren't smart enough to realize you know realize the opportunity they have in life. Only 22 years old he was, and to be doing something so recklessly as driving almost 160 miles an hour. Not many cars can even go that fast. Right. You know, not only that, but under the influence, um, just so reckless and to just throw your life away. Uh, and for, someone else's. And someone else. And most importantly, someone else's. Not, you know, more than his, to be honest, that if you're making that decision. Uh, tough, you know, Raiders, a team that, I think they're like, they have like the second best record in the, in the they, AFC. They have scrapped out. Yeah. I th- you know, they're, they're right there. I think they're leading the, that division. And I, I think, you know, this, this loss. And how does a team the, withstand, you know, but now there's this news, uh, there's previously, you know, all the John Gruden news that happened that we didn't get to talk about before where now he's out as coach after a wild weekend. Yeah. Uh, you know, how much more can this team withstand? Especially when you look at, uh, it's not like they're a super talented roster. And that's no disrespect towards them. That's, you know. Speaks a lot to how they are. Maybe coach now or those coordinators. I don't know. Derek, I think Derek Carr is playing the best football he's ever played. I think he's solidifying himself a job, at least for the future right now. This is a guy that was on the hot seat two years ago. Remember when they yeah. brought in Marcus Mariota? So. Yeah, I, he uh, he definitely, like I said, he I think he's helping this team a lot, losing their coach. Um, lose is going to lose a weapon, but again, 
it, it's got to happen, obviously. And that man, that man made his own mistake. So there's nothing you can really do or say about that. It will be interesting to see how the Raiders respond, like you said. Um, I, I think, again, you know, they responded very well after the whole Gruden debacle. So I actually have faith that, they, you know, they'll be fine going into this week. I don't, I don't think it's going to phase them as much as some people might think it'll phase them to lose their first-round pick last year like that forever. Um, but, yeah, Henry Ruggs, obviously, you know, a very, very sad and disappointing situation that unfolded earlier this week. Our thoughts are with that woman. And uh, I think the NFL, the Raiders, and obviously the Las Vegas police have just done the, the right steps and procedures with what happened with it. Now, it was good to see, you know, the team move quickly and, and release rugs as opposed to, you know, trying to wait for some sort of, you know, once I heard what happened to immediately move was uh, what, what was comforting because we don't always see that. Right? Yeah, no, for sure. So that's all the news. I don't think are you are we missing anything? Any no, I think you know you know we don't want to go too heavy on the news here. You know our first episode back, we could talk forever about the news. We missed, there was right? a lot for this week, though. Of course, I think the thing is that there was we didn't you, even talk about Von Miller, right? Oh yeah, very true. I guess you know we'll quickly we'll bring it up, gonna bring it up in the game preview, obviously. But yeah, Von Miller traded to the Rams, probably the biggest trade for the trade deadline. I, I'd say so, right? Uh, Again, normally a pretty quiet trade deadline. So anytime you get, you know, even though he's passed his All-Pro year, still a former All-Pro, right? Joining, uh, you know, one of the best teams in the league, that defense with Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey. We'll see how it works out. Yeah, no, we'll definitely see how it works out. We'll we'll kind of go forward with that. And again, we'll talk about it in the game preview. Before we get into the game previews, though, I wanted to do something a little new that we haven't done before on First and Ten. And kind of talk about fantasy a little bit. I mean, me and you, we talked about it in the uh, before the old episodes, me, you, and Michael. Of course. Uh, the three of us would kind of bring it up every now and again. Very big fantasy people. We've been in a league for almost 10 years now, yeah, right? going on a decade, right? Going on a decade, uh, which is crazy. Each and, one of us has a ring. Yep. You know, we got a rings. We've had a few finals yep. um, we, with a bunch of our buddies from back in uh, high school. So it's been great. And uh, we figured why not kind of... Bring over, do a little fantasy segment. Figured, call it fantasy foreshadowing. I like that. Thank That's you. A good yeah, name. fantasy foreshadowing. He came up with that, by the way. That was, yeah, all that was a cage, cage original. Thank you, thank you for uh, rubbing my ego a little bit. And we'll kind of, I figured we'll talk about a player we like, a player we don't like. I know a lot of people do this, but we'll fit it in the show. I mean, again, we're huge fantasy people. We could talk about fantasy. So instead of, you know, segmenting a lot of time to it, we'll just do, you know, a brief little one. Yeah. Uh, do you want to start any, let's start with what kind of player or players, who are you looking forward to? Who has good fantasy stock going into this Sunday? So someone who I love for this Sunday to have a bounce back week, you know, he, he's a superstar and you always feel weird about including a superstar in your, you know, you know how easy it is to say that this player is going to have a good game. But Justin Herbert, I think is in line for a huge bounce-back performance, right? Uh, you know, lots of people who had him were probably disappointed by uh, Sunday's performance against the Patriots, right? Uh, you know, he struggled in his two starts against against uh, Bill Belichick. Obviously, he throws the pick six to uh, to lose the game. But I think he's going to have a huge bounce-back week this week. He's on the road, which is always tough, especially for a young player, especially for a West Coast team having to come out east. He's going to be at the Eagles on Sunday. But I think, you know, that Eagles defense has struggled all year. I know they just, you know beat up on the Lions, but who's not beating up on the Lions this year? Uh, I think Herbert, you know, all these guys are here with Eckler and Keenan Allen and Mike Williams, and that team is ready to go, and I think Herbert's going to have a huge week this week. I like that, and I'm really glad. We haven't talked to each other. I'm really glad for you to hear you say that because my my fantasy life for the week, my fantasy foreshadow, 
is same game, different team. Oh, yeah. I, I really like, I was looking on our Sleeper app. That's what we use for fantasy. Sleeper, if you want to hit us up, please hit us up. Best app I've ever used for yeah. fantasy football. Wonderful fantasy app. I've, I've loved it. First year using it, so great. I'll, so many things I like about it. But we'll wait for the Sleeper sponsorship before we kind of, you know, gawk about it too much. I have... Uh, the the Eagles running backs. Oh, I have, so yeah, I was nice. I was looking on Sleeper and I was like, who? This wasn't even for necessarily the segment, but I was like, any good pickups, anything? And I saw how good Boston Scott and Jordan. What a name, did by the way, Boston. Boston Scott, Scott is a, a man's name. That's, that's a man's name. That's a great name. I hope he has a great career off of that name alone. Uh, we were looking through, or I was looking through the stuff, and I realized I was like, they're playing the Chargers defense. And, you know, kind of like what you said, the Chargers are a great team. I think Justin Herbert definitely will have a bounce-back game against the Eagles. The Eagles' defense isn't great. But the worst run defense in football. Is the Chargers. Mm-hmm. The worst, like, they, the Chargers let teams gash them with the run. Uh, you know, when I saw the Browns game a couple weeks back, obviously the uh, Browns have one of the best rushing offenses in the, in the league when they have Hunt and Chubb healthy. They rushed for almost 300 yards against them. Damian Harris had a great game last week. The Chargers, unfortunately, just really don't know how to cover the run. They let a lot of guys who are great and a lot of guys who are mediocre just run through them. And, you know, I I think riding high from that great running, I think Boston Scott and Jordan Howard both had two touchdowns last week against the Lions. Yeah, each of them. They're solid pickups. I think you could honestly go with either of them, and you would have really great value, I think, at the very least for um, good flex options. It's a little tough because you're kind of doing a gamble. You don't know who's going to get more more of the rock. And, of course, you worry about game script. If the game starts to get more high scoring, right, you worry if maybe the Eagles go away from running the ball. But then you get a guy like Kenneth Gainwell, who was quiet in that win against the Lions. But if they're playing from behind, could catch a lot of balls on the back. Yeah, I think Eagles running backs just have a really good value going into this game. Um, I think, obviously, any coach playing the Chargers right now is going to game plan to run into it. And I think, yeah, I think this Eagles-Chargers game, we just got some got some good fantasy value all around. I can't huh? believe we both picked the same game. That was not scripted at all, folks. Was, I, I picked my, my – as Cage was introducing the segment, I was looking through the games and trying to decide my fantasy picks. So this was not – Not scripted yeah, not at all. I, I don't think we'll have scripted uh, fantasy hates, but who knows? We'll see. I'll, I'll, uh, you want to go with first? Mine. Yeah, I'll go with mine this time. So my fantasy dislike is jo- Dustin Knox. Uh, I love him for fantasy as a whole. I have him on my team. He obviously suffered that broken hand, broken yep. arm. I forget where um, I think it was. was a hand. I think yeah, it was a hand against Kansas City. Has been out for a few weeks. They say he should be able to play this week. You know, he's looking like he's going to gear up. He's uh, he is playing the Jaguars again. Not a great defense, and we'll go into it in our game uh, picks. But Buffalo favored by fourteen and a half points. So you're figuring Buffalo is going to put up a lot of points. I just don't know if I'm ready to throw him in my lineup. A guy with a bro- a pass catcher with a broken hand is traditionally, I feel, a good guy to avoid in those lineups. He's yeah. been a good tight end this year in a year that, again, has been kind of, you know, fantasy football the last few years has felt kind of light at the tight end position. If you have Dawson Knox, maybe he's your only option. But, man, if he's not, I would look elsewhere. I, I would definitely, that. yeah. If you have other options, use him. If he's your only option, I mean, you can throw him in there because, again, fantasy tight ends usually seem to be the driest batch in fantasy from what i've noticed the last couple of years but just looking at it i i can't expect josh allen is going to throw him the ball much again coming off of a broken hand there's a small chance he still doesn't play it does seem like he is but even with him suiting up like you said you're a pass catcher and you just coming back from a broken hand to catch the ball 
you're probably don't want the ball too much, right? Like, you're probably like, I'll run block a lot this week, I promise. Like, let me get back on the field. Lots of forearm action. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lots of, lots of, you know, arms together, just kind of running into DNs. I would try to stay away from Dustin Knox if you can on fantasy, that's for sure. Who do you have for your fantasy so dislike? I'm going to stick at the quarterback position, okay. uh, like I had for my like, and I am actually going to go with Kyler Murray, uh, quarterback wow. for the Cardinals. Like, a very good player. Uh, it, you know, gets tough when you talk about a guy struggling maybe back-to-back weeks after he didn't, you know, he struggled on Thursday night, but we see that a lot often on Thursday nights. But he's on the road this week against the 49ers in a big game. Again, the 49ers are a team that are fighting, whether it's for that, you know, the division crown feels maybe like it's unlikely. Uh, we definitely need the 49ers to win to make that um, a possibility. But even if the Cardinals win that game, uh, Kyler Murray has the ankle injury, right? We're mm. thinking he probably will play, right? And if he doesn't, then, you know, I guess uh, this is a, a, a rain check on this on this uh, <laughs> fantasy dislike. I would, I would put Cardinals quarterback because I don't know who their backup is, but I'm imagining even if... Pretty safe play. to say that any, you know, Cardinals backup quarterback w- w- would struggle, right, against that 49ers pass rush behind that Cardinals offensive line. But, you know, uh, uh, DeAndre Hopkins is dealing with, I think, a hamstring injury as well. Mm. You know, uh, Kyler in the ankle injury, his mobility is going to be limited behind a behind a, you know a not great art offensive line. Again, a really good 49ers pass rush. You're on the road. That to me feels like even though stars usually don't have back to back down weeks, I think this is maybe a week where if he plays, fade Kyler Murray. Yeah, I I, I like that actually. I was looking on the injury stuff earlier today, and I did notice he had that injury, um, questionable to play. I agree. I do think especially a big divisional great game. game you know, grain for, game, you know, it's game. All, they start with G's, they have A's. Yeah, and they, the same kind of, you know, sounds the same. Uh, you figure that the Cardinals are going to try to get him to suit up. You figure he's going to want to suit up, right? Yeah, and this is where it gets tricky, where as a team with, you know, they have two losses, you you don't want to push a guy out there and have him get hurt, you know, the future of your franchise like that, you know, former number one overall pick. But the NFC is so, so competitive at the top that Every game feels so important in your division. You don't want to mm. give the 49ers or the Seahawks, who might be getting Russell Wilson back soon. Yeah, they don't want to buy, and then Wilson probably back next week. You don't want to give them any life, right? And 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 that is where you start to kind of balance. If Kyle is Kyler good to go, should we play him? Should we bench him? That'll be interesting to see. Yeah, and we'll go into the game previews. I think if he does play, I think they'll have a decent game plan to be able to kind of make sure he's not in too much danger. Of course. But I, I do like that. Tyler, the fan, uh, fantasy quarterback guru, huh? We'll see, right? I could be wrong on both these. Herbert puts up a dud, Kyler goes off, and then you're, you guys uh, know not to listen to me what, now. You're, are you Brady's quarterback coach, too? Oh, oh uh, you know, I mean, I, I don't like to speak on... Uh, no, are you having uh, avocado toast? Are you, are you talking Avocado got, ice cream uh, yeah, and all that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. Wow, all right. I, I like it. So, I, I actually think these are... Pretty good, pretty good picks. Before yeah. we're wrong, and I, yeah, right. And then like I'm wrong most of the time. I'm used to it. You know, you guys hopefully will, uh, you know, will start to see that as we keep coming with the episodes and I keep coming with my with my misfires. As long as the audience expects you to be wrong, right? Then that's fine. That's all I ask for. Just you know, I'm just letting you guys know. You know, before you buy, kind of thing. So I guess further ado, let's kind of get into the fun stuff. Let's kind of break down our meat and potatoes. Our meat and potatoes. Yeah, let's break down some of these games. We won't go too in-depth. You know, we'll, we'll talk about them. We'll hit every single game besides cool. the Thursday night, obviously. Kind of brush up what we think. A few games we'll do some game picks for. Uh, Want to start us off with the Broncos-Cowboys, Tyler? Yeah, no, uh, I'd love to. You know, this game is in Dallas, which I think is going to put Denver at a huge disadvantage. Uh, obviously, the NFL, it's a tough league to ever win on the road. But when you start looking at a team like the Broncos, who have such a hardcore 
uh, home field advantage, right? They're in an extremely competitive division at four and four. Uh, you know, Chiefs also four and four. You know, Chargers four and three. Uh, Raiders number one in that division at five and two. This is a game where you know whatever ambitions you have, they want to win. But Cowboys, uh, I think you know they've been firing on all cylinders. Uh, just one on Sunday night with a backup quarterback. They're now expected to have Dak back this week. This feels like an easy Cowboys win. Yeah, it's a second biggest spread too of ten and a half or ten, ten even with the Cowboys' favor. And normally I don't like the big spread, but this time I think maybe it's, you know Cowboys have a chance to cover that. Good on the Broncos to get themselves back up to five hundred. They need no, it and they and even in the games they've lost, they've managed to be really competitive. And, yeah, and the Broncos have been a really solid team this year. They're building something. Javante Williams looks incredible. Uh, they got Jerry Judy back recently, Cortland Sutton. I know they're not going to have Fant on Sunday. Do, he's on the COVID list. But. I think it's tough, though, because, I mean, as much as the uh, Cowboys' offense is great, um, I, I don't know if the Broncos' offense is good enough to match with that Cowboys' defense. Which, all of a sudden, you know, last year we were looking at that Cowboys' defense as being one of the worst units in the league, and what a difference a year makes. You, Are know? They, you know, Mika Parsons has played he's as incredible. good as you thought, right? He, he's incredible. He's a guy I really liked coming out of the draft. Yeah. I remember before the draft thinking uh, he's a guy I'd like the Patriots to get, right? But uh, obviously they never had a chance at him. He's been incredible. Um, their cornerback, I'm trying to remember the name of him right now. They don't have a real star in the position besides uh, Trevon Diggs. He's been incredible, right? Leads the league in, in interceptions. Yep, he's that. one of those high-risk, high-reward corners, right? He'll give up a lot of touchdowns, but he'll get a lot of interceptions. Uh, Marcus Peters type. Right, big guy, long arms, almost looks like he could play receiver in another life. Mm. Uh, like his brother, Stephon Diggs, yeah. right? Um, it's not Randy Gregory, right? Is that Randy Gregory is the, yeah, he's the guy who's, you know, I think he's actually always been a cowboy. Yeah. He's been a guy who's been in and out of the league with different, you know, you know, marijuana and drug and DUI issues, but he seems to have it straightened out. Super talented player when he was in Nebraska. And, uh, yeah, so I kind of just think this, this defense will outmatch the offense. I think at this point in the season, you know, nine weeks in, I expect the Cowboys are going to put up points. I mean, they put up points with Cooper Rush, like you said, right? So having Dak back. I, I think there's an argument that they're the best team in the league, to be honest. I mean, you have to have that talk, right? The defense playing how they are, all the weapons I have with, uh, you know, Amara Cooper is one of the best receivers in the league. CeeDee Lamb looks like he's even better than that. We're, we obliga- we obligatedly cannot clown on Mike McCarthy anymore. I, I won't say that. I think he is what will keep this team from winning a Super Bowl okay. in the long run. I still think he's the same idiot that, you know, stumbles away to a Super Bowl with the Packers, right? Yeah. So, obviously he can do it, but... You know, watching them play the Patriots um, a few weeks ago, Mike McCarthy tried to hand the Patriots the game a few <laughs> times, and the Patriots just weren't talented enough. Now, real quick, 30 seconds, tell me how you think the Broncos can win this game. I mean, it's going to have to start with with the defense. That secondary is going to have to win lots of one-on-one battles, which I don't know if they're capable of, but just going to have to start with guys like, you know, uh, uh, their first-round pick, Patrick Sertan. Right? Yep. He's going to have to okay. play well. Uh, that pass rush, I know they are just losing uh, Von Miller right via trade. I don't know how much he's played for them this year, admittedly. Uh, Bradley Chubb, I know, has been out for a large portion of the year. So that yeah. defense is really going to have to step up. Uh, and on the other side of the ball, they're going to have to run the ball. right? Javante Williams is going to have to play really, really well. Mevin Gordon's going to have to work really well in that one-two punch with him. You're down Noah Fant. Hopefully your uh, you know your receivers can win a lot of battles right? Mm-hmm. with uh, Judy and Sutton. But it'll be an uphill battle. But it's going to sure. have to start with... Uh, you know, don't make mistakes. Right? Not, not. I would not put this as a snoozer for the week. No, I think it, it'll, be a, yeah. it'll be a solid game. Uh, next game going up, we got Brown, Browns, Browns at the Bengals. Uh, this is obviously a game I'll personally be watching. I Look, would hope so. Yeah, looking forward to it. I need the Browns to be going over five hundred right now. God knows my mental cannot take it, but I'll be, I'll be doing it. Yep. Uh, since he's only favored by two and a half, 
Which I think is fair. I, I definitely think it's a I close I mean, they're game. coming off a huge, hugely disappointing loss to the Yeah. Jets. Meanwhile, the Browns, I mean, they lost, which which is very unfortunate. It's against a division rival, and, you know, I won't go too much into last week's game. But they played the Steelers well. It was it was not a blowout by any means. Ben no. Roethlisberger threw the go-ahead touchdown with only about five minutes left in the game. And it was almost incomplete. It was on fourth and goal at, like, the three in the tight end, their rookie tight end. who It was a great catch. Pat Freemuth made an incredible catch. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it was a close game. So I, I have full uh, faith that the Browns should be able to do well. I know Donovan's Peoples-Jones and Denzel Ward have been practicing. They're expected to play, which will be really good. Going to have Chubb again, obviously. You know, Baker another week playing. Line's been playing all right. They'll have Garrett and Clowney. It should be a good game. I think it's really going to – I think it, it could be a shootout. But I, I think if the Browns' defense can kind of buckle down – I mean, there's a game plan. Again, if the Jets could do this right, it's it's possible. Right. You can definitely fluster Joe Burrow. Right. You can definitely give the Bengals trouble. Um, I think it's going to be interesting to see how the Bengals respond. I think the Bengals' defense, if they can just disrupt Mayfield, that's been the biggest thing, kind of give Mayfield trouble in the pocket. Well, and you have to wonder how healthy is Mayfield right Yeah, I know he has that shoulder injury. I don't think he's very healthy. Right. It, he looks like a guy who's really trying to gut it out. Yeah, which I commend him for. I mean, not even just as a fan, right? Like, obviously, you can tell he he has always wanted to win, and he wants to win, and I think he truly believes that. Um, we kind of talked about it earlier with the news. I really think the Browns' offense is going to play well this week without uh, OBJ. I think they're going to have that jump start, kind of like they did when he got injured. Um, they're kind of kind of kick back into gear. Dearness Johnson has proven to be a very good substitute for Kareem Hunt right now, which I've enjoyed seeing. He's been wonderful to watch. Uh, you know, somebody not expected at all. Uh, on the other side of the ball, obviously, Jamar Chase is going to be really tough, right? T. Higgins is going to be really tough. You really are going to need Ward back. You're really going to need Greg Newsom, who's been playing really well. He's been great for them. Right? He's been a very solid first-round pick for them um, nine, eight weeks into the season. It's, it's going to be a lot of who can stop their offensive pieces. Will the Bengals be able to stop Chubb? Will the Browns be able to stop, you know, Joe Burrow's passing attack? Because I'm not as afraid of Joe Mixon in this matchup. I, I don't really think they're going to be able to get the running game as much. I'm he, he's a guy, he, he's a very talented player, but he seems to go as the Bengals go, right? It, you haven't seen too many Bengals games mm. where Joe Mixon provides the spark, really, that gets them going. You know, yeah. Usually the Bengals are moving along, and then he kind of comes with that. I, I really think that the AFC North um, is, is lining up right now to have three teams make the playoffs. I think it is the best division and one of the best divisions in the league. It's very um, talented. Absolutely, I think the AFC West is is really yep. good as well. I can I think you are can argue the West, and I think you can argue the NFC West a little bit. Yeah, as they, well. they've also been pretty um, good. The Seahawks and 49ers have obviously underperformed this year, right? For different reasons. For different yeah. reasons, but I still think they are one of the stronger divisions in the league. Right. So it, it's going to be tough, and these are one of those games. You know, the Browns have the Bengals this week, then they have the Patriots, and then I believe they go Ravens by Ravens. So you know you, you have a very you have some tough stretch tough stretches I mean, ahead. Any game against a divisional opponent is is a tough one, right? You know each other so well, and, and you get real down and dirty with those teams. And for your sake, I hope I hope I'm wrong, but I think this one will come down to the quarterbacks, right? Bengals are at home as well. I think you know Baker doesn't totally look right, and I Joe Burrow. Even in a loss last week, still played pretty well, albeit against the Jets. Last thing I'll say of this game: this is another Romo Nance game. 
All I'm saying is the Browns are 0-6 in Romo Nance games, so we got to break that eventually. There's right? going to be something to that. I I, I, I'm telling you from watching it, Nothing Romo curses him. I used to love listening to Romo. I don't know if I can listen to Romo anymore. I personally think Romo, it's gone to his head. You know, I think he was good at first, and then he knew he was good, and now he's Hearing just him just gawk about the other teams and like almost like he, he is the football like progenitor god, Like it's it's a lot. It's a lot to listen to sometimes. I'm done with the Romo Nance games. I hope this is the last one for the Browns season. Uh, but got to break that eventually, right? Got to got to win a game with Romo Nance in the booth at some point. A matchup that certainly will not have Romo and Nance in a booth anytime soon is our next matchup on this docket. <laughs> uh, Texans at Dolphins. That was right? a good one. This one, uh, the, the most important thing to come out of this will be uh, draft positions, right? As we yeah. you know, always love a good tank bowl as we start to get to you know halfway point in the season, uh, if you're that type of fan, right? This could have been Deshaun Watson uh, if you know he decided to not have legal cases that might put him in prison. Right. Uh, so they don't. So we have Tua. Unfortunate for Tua to kind of, I, I mean, he has to be reading these things, right, about what the ownership was doing. and You know, if, if he's not, he knows about it. Right. Yeah, so yeah, I can only imagine how tough it is to suit up for this team and to want to believe this team while they're just like, man, we we were so close to getting rid of you. We were so close to getting a different guy. And this guy. is only his second season. It's not like the book is written on Tui yet. He, this no. is a guy that was maybe the most exciting prospect in college football we've seen in a very this, long time. This Dolphins team tanked for him. They right. tanked for him to, right. Right, to get him, right? So it's shocking to hear them give up. Um, you know, don't want to give Dolphins and Texans fans not their time, but there isn't too much to say about this. Dolphins favored. I think that's the biggest thing right now. To Dolphins me. favored by a ton. By, by the six way. and Almost a half. A touchdown. I think Terod Taylor is going to be back uh, th- this week for the first time since you know week two when he went out against the Browns. I, like I got to be honest, I, I will. You know, we'll get to your sports booking later, but I I take the the Texans in this. I think they cover the spread easily. That's a big I think spread. they might win the game. That's a to big be spread. honest, right. like outright. I think the Dolphins might be the worst team in the league right now. I mean, it's one or the two, like you said. But I mean, the Texans have been gritty. They 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 find ways to at least be kind of competitive right like they they don't just straight up get blown out all the time you know obviously i think their bills game was a tough game naturally bills are gonna be tough for anybody yeah both teams have struggled against the bills yes but you know last week the dolphins played the bills and they kept it competitive in the first half right they know they they, both teams have shown the ability to be competitive when they want to be uh we'll see what that looks like on sunday uh like you said I, i i like the texans in this one i know they're on the road but I think they can do it. I think at the very least they'll cover the spread. At the very least. Yeah. I don't think the Dolphins win by a touchdown. Going to the next game, uh, who they might win by a touchdown. I didn't have a segue for this one. You know, hey, Not everyone's a hit. Hey, right? hey, hey. We're, you know, when you get to go through every game, we're trudging. Sometimes. We're trudging, yeah. We got Falcons at the Saints. So this will be without Jameis Winston, who's had a decent campaign. And without so Calvin Ridley, right? Another, yeah. Another, you know, more news from the past week. Calvin Ridley stepping away from football for a bit. and we you have hope, to do. No, right. We hope that, you know, it's... Props to him for being able to, you know, take that time for him, and I hope he can he can get right. And whether football's in his future or not, we, we do have to hope for the best for him. For sure, uh, I think it is definitely, you know, it's going to be as much as Calvin Ridley was probably the superstar for the Falcons. It's, you know, before he stepped away, he wasn't really producing much. Right. Who knows? Maybe it, again, was the problems he was dealing with, and that could very much be it. I think uh, the Saints losing Winston is big. Definitely. We have Trevor Simeon, right? That's you say his last name, yep. I believe so. Starting for them, you'll obviously have Taysom uh, Hill. Yeah, right. We might see Taysom Hill, right, depending on how, how healthy he is and ready to go. And the Saints are still in the playoff on. If not, they, 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 they might beat the Bucs. They might be in the wild card still. I haven't necessarily looked at the standings. Oh, they must um, be. I can take a quick look in a second. 
But they have you have to imagine that they have to still be in the hunt right now or, or close. Yeah, the Saints are right now. Let's see. They're the uh, sixth seed. I, I mean, the Saints are 5-2 and two right now. You know, they are very comfortably in that playoff hunt. And I think that speaks to how well coached they are. When you look at all the roster turmoil they have between Michael Thomas being out and now they lose their quarterback. And now, you know, it's Taysom Hill, it's Trevor Simeon. Alvin Kamara is still playing at a high level. That defense still looks really good. But Sean Payton is a really, really good coach. And I think that's what we're going to see here on Sunday uh, when the Falcons come to New Orleans, down Calvin Ridley. Um, you know, Kyle Pitts, we'll see. You know, he is a look like an up-and-coming star. In but Matt league. Ryan isn't the Matt Ryan we knew. He, no. he is a quarterback that can be game-planned for. And he's fighting for his life behind that offensive line. For sure, and I think you kind of said it. I think Sean Payton is the better coach. He's going to know how to coach this team. I do think the Saints will walk away with the win on this one. Uh, I, I think that he'll just use his assets that he has with Kamara. I think the defense has been playing fairly well throughout the season so far. They're not really getting blown out, or they're not giving up a lot of points. I mean, look how they played against the Buccaneers, right? So I, I think the Saints will find a way to win this game. I think the Falcons aren't really a dying horse, but like they're not fighting them. But again, I, I they, we're talking about a five and two Saints team, right? And they they know what they're gonna have to do. It sucks to lose Jameis. I think though, with it being at home, they'll find a way to win, and this will be a good game for Trevor Simeon to kind of learn the offense, uh, figure it out. Uh, I did hear murmurs that that uh, what's his name? I'm losing it already. Philip Rivers. Oh, I did see that. I did. Who knows how real that is, right? right. Uh, we don't that, have to that, put that time. He into would this. reportedly be willing to come out of retirement to play. For yeah, the yeah, of course. You know, he found a team that's five and two we'll in the hunt. Right? He's like, yeah, maybe they're down south. I can take my thirty kids and kind of have a nice little yeah, summer, yeah, yeah. summer vacation you know, in December. Also, you know, I bet you get plenty of big families down there. Oh yeah, for sure. That'll be a good one to watch or at least check up on. Next game, we got the Raiders at the Giants. Right, we, um, Raiders team we you know prefaced earlier, right? That who are dealing with some issues. They're coming on the road to to uh, to you know face a Giants team that kept it close with Kansas City, right, on Monday mm. night last week. Yeah, uh, on the road. But to me, this feels like a, uh, a Raiders win. They're just the better team. And and we've said it earlier with the news. They know how to face adversity, right? If they could do it with what they did with losing their head coach Gruden, I think Carr and I think this offense is going to be able to brush the rug situation. And be like, let's play ball, right? And the Giants are one of those teams that just feels like they can't get it together, whether it's with injuries and, you know, Kadarius Tony at least is back, but I don't think Kenny Galladay is going to play. Uh, Sterling Shepard is dealing with an injury again like he normally is. Seems we, to be. We, we don't know about Saquon. Barkley. Right? Yep, exactly. We don't know who's going to play, and this team already doesn't have a ton of talent, so anyone they lose is a big hit. Uh, and to me, I feel like the Raiders should have this one. Yeah, I mean, Vegas, the away team, and they're favored, right? They're favored by three. Right. You know, we don't really see away teams favor too much, I believe, right? Right, and, and of course it happens when they are the better team, and we'll see it, you know, in a few of our other matchups. But, uh, you know, the Raiders deserve to be favored in this game. Yeah, another, you know, speaking of away teams being favored the next game, your team, Patriots at Panthers, and the Patriots are favored, three and a half. And that feels like a big spread for them, I'll be honest, right? This is a team that's had lots of ups and downs, right? You know, big coming off a huge, huge win against the Chargers, uh, I worry a little bit about Sunday, right? There's still a lot of unknowns. Shaq there. Thompson is playing again, which is huge for the huge for the Panthers. Right, he's one of the, he might be their best defensive player right now. But now he has uh, you know, a new uh, partner in crime in Stephon Gilmore, right? The former mm-hmm. Patriot. Uh, played last week had an interception, right? Uh, took on Kyle Pitts. We'll see how much he plays. I know uh, Matt Rule had said that he's still coming off an injury. Uh, you know, maybe they're only using him on third downs. I uh, thought it was weird that he came out and said that. I, I, you know, I'm not sure why he, unless it's a false flag kind of thing. It's a mental. He's, he's getting in Bill's head. 
Yeah, but you know, <laughs> Matt Rule has no business trying to get in anybody's head. Yeah, he needs to get out of his own head first, or right. at least maybe get in Darnold's head for a, right. a little bit to get him to play better. Um, I agree with you. And I, will we even see Darnold? I know he's still trying to clear concussion protocol. Maybe it's XFL star PJ Walker, right? Who, who knows? Yeah, no. McCaffrey could be back. I know they activated him off of IR. They've opened his window. Feels unlikely that we'd see him on Sunday, but you never know. You never know. I think I think kind of like with Saquon, I can imagine they give Bar, uh, not Barkley, McCaffrey, you know, another week to rest. Get him ready because you want him healthy. He's your playmaker. Uh, this uh, is the, the Patriots have played better every week. I, I've I've said this to you. have said this in some you know personal group chats. They could just get better. I think. I think Mac Jones is learning in the game, slowing down for more. And that's more like and more. with a rookie, right? Is is your rookie should get better every week. If he's not, then maybe that's an issue they need to address. Uh, you know, it looks like, you know, all reports indicate that maybe Bill Belichick is keeping a tighter, you know, he's making that leash a little bit tighter uh, in terms of the defense, right? And he's sort of not necessarily taking over play calling duties, but he's much more involved than he was earlier in the season after that Dallas game. Mm. Uh, last few games, he seems to be really much more on top of how that defense is playing and trying to sort of, uh, and we've seen the results, right? It's the a, last two weeks. It's impressive because, like, you can tell Bill is, you know, this is for all, this is a pretty much close to a rebuild, if not a rebuild for a Patriots team. We haven't seen them doing right. Quite I a mean, long that time. was last year, was, you know, the Bill last doesn't year. treat it like a rebuild, right? right? Like, you can tell, like you said, he's taken over the defense when he needs to. He's trying to figure out what he can do to adjust to still win, to still make the playoffs. Because, and, very and at Bill's doable. age, you don't want to rebuild, right? He's, he's an older coach. He's not looking for that. You know, if he was, if he thought this team needed a long term, rebuild he wouldn't still be the coach right he wouldn't want to stick around for that uh not that i think this team can win a championship this year but you're seeing the bones there right, mm. of, of, of a good team and that's been promising whether it's you know damian harris is playing well and this team still has a lot of flaws but like you said they sort of look like they're maybe figuring it out you know week to week and i think the morale boost of being the one seed in the afc last week the charges is huge for them to go into this week um, I really do think they, they deserve to be the favorites. I, last thing I'll quickly say is you want to watch out for the Stefan Gilmore revenge game. Of course. Uh, you know, obviously won't speak too much of that drama. It's a little outdated by now. But I can imagine that's the kind of dude who's, who there has these games circled on blood. his calendar. There seems to be some, some bad blood between the uh, between him and the organization. You know, uh, he said about, you know, he didn't feel healthy and maybe, you know, indicated he felt like he was maybe being rushed back a little bit early. Yeah. Uh, you know, players worrying about their own health obviously is very, very important. Very important. But, you know, him wanting to get paid and the team maybe feeling he didn't deserve that payday. He got it last year, right? He's turning 31 this year. So there's a little bit of that. And he, I'm sure he'll be eager to prove that he is worth that raise. For sure. Uh, let's go to the next game, a game that I really don't think there's any discussion on who can win or who will win. We got the Bills going to Jaguars. Uh, Jacksonville still not without a head coach because their head coach shouldn't be coaching in the NFL. Urban Meyer, you know, it was a fun experiment, but at what it was, point... It was cute. It was cute, right? At what point do you just have to cut ties with that guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's like when, like, your, like, child comes home and they want to use, like, an easy bake oven. And you're like, sure, like, let's do this. Yeah, this will be a really fun project for you. Right. I hope it goes well. And then they use an easy bake oven, and it goes exactly how you thought it would. Mm -hmm. And it's just very poor quality food. You're just like, oh, that's a cupcake right there, huh? Oh, maybe we shouldn't use an easy bake oven. And I think the Jaguars are kind of realizing that with Urban Meyer, right? They're like, yeah, let's have him coach an NFL team. It'll be nice. It'll be, you know, the fans will like well, it. Well, and the issue is you didn't give him an easy bake oven. You gave him Trevor Lawrence, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. You put one of the most intriguing quarterback prospects in a very long time into the palm of Urban Meyer's hand, and it immediately has not Imme worked out. Hey, the, the, he got that stripper in the palm of his hands at his club in Cleveland. I don't know. Was, well, 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 I don't think it was a stripper. Was, was it? it? 
I don't know. I yeah. think it might have just been a woman, you know, because Urban's still got game up in Columbus, right? Fair, he's, yeah. He's a legendary. You're right. Man. I shouldn't assume it was a stripper. It was at least a, a, a very nice woman who was intri- interested and in Urban him And Urban Wire well. is still definitely a married man. Definitely still a married man. I think I've seen the ring on his hand yeah. on Sundays, And it was not his honest. wife grinding up on him. No, right? it was it was not. Uh, Buffalo on the other other team though the actual team with a good coach got some you know all got things you know things working everywhere you know besides that uh, that early loss to the Steelers right it was a bit of surprise chalked it up Bills. to Week One as well though you know right, Week One is rest. very tough some in the rest, NFL correct. yeah they're favored by fourteen and a half they might actually they might cover that spread I'm yeah. going to be honest that, oh yeah right it's, it's a big spread and normally stay away from, from from big spreads and this isn't necessarily one I'd take but uh, you know Jaguars are going to be without James Robinson has been one of their few bright spots right. Mm. Uh, and again, I just, you know, I, I think Trevor Lawrence will be okay in the long run. I think they'll yeah. get a better coach in there. They'll start to surround him with some more talent, right? That offensive line has been terrible, right? Yeah. Uh, I think they things will get better if you're Trevor Lawrence, but this year, man, this it's has tough. been brutal. Only other last thing I want to say in this game, because I think, you know, not to, you know, shy away from Jaguars fans or Bills fans, but unfortunately this is how we are nine weeks in we know how this is shaping up the jaguars are not a competitive team and the bills look like the best team in the afc and they do devin singletary come on and i'm not even just saying that because he's on my fantasy team let's let's be a big week for him let's see him do something right like he's their lead back well zach moss they kind of split carries with moss right but let's see him let's see him do a little bit more right we want to have the opportunity you'd think if they can get up early right Uh, you know this might be a quieter week for guys like josh allen or stefan diggs because they might be winning by so much early what's the point what's the point yeah let's just run the ball I want to see him do something because I think they are the best team in the AFC. I, I just want to see them also be two-dimensional. You'd like them to develop a, a, a running game that doesn't have to so heavily involve Josh Allen. Exactly. Exactly. I think you just said it best, uh, what I was trying to say. And I'll be interested to see that happen. Again, I think the Bills will win this one. Uh, I feel bad for Jaguars fans, but they have one of the best quarterback prospects in years. I think right. as long as they nail the coach next season... Trevor Lawrence will be fine in the long There's run. There's still a future there, right? For that sure. Old, but speaking of mobile quarterbacks, let's look. I'm killing the transition. You, that was that was wild. You're on uh, fire today. Vikings at Ravens is going to be our next game. Uh, Baltimore favorite. You know, uh, they're, they're minus six. Uh, this one, you know, Vikings coming off a big letdown, right? Uh, after losing to, you know, huge. When when you have a backup quarterback coming into your building, Sunday night football, making his first career start, you want to capitalize on it. And unfortunately for the Vikings, they didn't. They didn't. I think the Vikings are like Schrodinger's cat for the NFL this year. Like you don't know if, if they're gonna win it, if they're gonna be able to pull out a win, or if they're just gonna lose. You don't know is is the win in the box or not? Because you By would the time think you open it, it's a loss. It's a loss. That's what I'm saying. I, I you would think last week was such a get back on track, and they had the kicking issues earlier in the year. They they really have struggled. They're still in the playoff hunt, right? They're still you know probably won't win that division. Yeah, that you know they they're still hanging in there. The the bottom half of the NFC is 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 mostly, if not all, of under five hundred. I mean, the seven seed in the playoffs is the Panthers at four and four, and we have a myriad of three and four, three and five right. teams. So it is still possible, and you know, I think they could still chalk up a few wins for sure uh, to kind of keep themselves in the hunt. I don't think they're a playoff team. They do have talent, right? Just Jefferson is one of the best young receivers in the game. Adam Thielen's a little bit older, but he's still playing at a high level. Dalvin Cook is one of the best running backs. I, I just seen. don't know. I don't know if it's Zimmer. I don't really know what's going on because I don't think it's Kirk Cousins either. It's tough to put your finger on what's the issue with the it's Vikings. It's Schrodinger's cat. Ever since that, that walk-off touchdown against the Saints a mm-hmm. few years ago, you know, the, the improbable case. Maybe that's what it is. The Minnesota ho- miracle. You should have never gotten rid of Case Keenum. I do think that was a poor decision. I do think Case Keenum, while he's a great backup for Cleveland, I, I think 
he had something there in Minnesota, right? I I mean, maybe it got to their heads, right? They were like, wow, we're like internet famous. We we did an NFL legendary moment. And they were like, we never need to do anything again after that. We're... And they did have, you know, the big win, uh, the upset win the next year against the Saints on the road. But yep. they, they just haven't had that same, you know, ever since they went to the NFC Championship game, uh, they just... They, they, they can't get it together. And sometimes it's the offense, sometimes it's the defense. You just never know with these Vikings. On the other side, though, of this game, the Ravens, who at the start of this season, we thought they could be in huge trouble because of how much they were missing, these injuries, all of this. They've got it together. This is this is almost as complete of a team as you can get, really. A very good Ravens team. They've had some interesting losses so far. Right. Um, they've lost to the Bengals. Um, who else was the other team they lost to? I'm trying to refer, I'm trying to remember, but they beat. But they on the other side, what I was going to say is they have great wins, right? They, I mean, you know, they, they beat the Chiefs. You know, they uh, they look like a very good team. They're not one of those five. And, you know, when you look at the Raiders at five and two, you start start to be like, yeah, but they haven't looked great. Who have they played? When you look at the Ravens, you don't think that, right? Even though it's been, you know, they opened with a loss to the Raiders. That was their other loss. You know, they barely beat the Lions, right? They had the, the, the longest kick in NFL history, right, as time expires to win them the, that game, uh, one they could have lost. But they feel like a team that defense is playing extremely well, right, even though they've lost Matt Judon uh, in free agency. You look at the offense, right? I, Ronnie Staley, unfortunately for them, is going to be out for the season again with another mm. injury. Uh, that's devastating for them, but... They keep finding a way. Lamar Jackson looks like he's sort of rounding back into that MVP form. I was going to say, he could still, if he has a couple more good weeks, he really is going to be in the MVP candidate. You know, again. they had all those running back injuries, right, with J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards, and now they're throwing out, you know, you know the 2018 All-Stars. with, Don, with, with, with Devonta Freeman and Le'Veon Bell. You know, Latavius Murray pounding the rock for them. But you know what? If it, it works, works, it works. And that's, you know, again, you know, we talked about this with uh, a couple of games with Sean Payton, with Bill Belichick, these coaches who are good coaches, you know, hardball, they find ways to win. They know how to get their team ready to play, again, without these injuries. Um, I would like to see Ty, Tyson, Tyvon Williams, their yep, rookie. Yep, Tyson. Um, yep. Tyson, I'd love to see him played more. It, it just, I figure, again, you said it, they got the 2018 All-Stars and it's working. You got this young 23-year-old dude. Let's see what he can do, right? Like, like maybe this guy could be an All-Star if you give him a few more runs, a few more... But they practice them. Maybe they know something we don't know. We and don't a big thing we've seen with the Ravens has been the emergence of of, of Marquise Hollywood Brown. Right, mm. he's playing the way you he's expect fine. a first round pick to play. Exactly. You know, you'd like him to be a little bit more consistent. But for a young player, man, you gotta love what you see. I expect there to be points in this game. I, I don't think the Vikings will get blown out. We haven't really no. seen them get blown out. No, the Vikings. I just don't, don't think they're gonna the find a way to win. On the road like this, you're right. I think the Ravens, you know, are are gonna win this game. It's a game they probably need to win. And what you said, like, is a competitive AFC is a competitive AFC North. You definitely need this game. I think another team that needs to win as well is going to be the Chargers. After losing to the Patriots last yep. week, you really can't fall to lose to another game. A competitive division, a right? very the competitive. AFC West we mentioned earlier, and uh, you know they slipped all the way from the one seed to the to the six seven seed right now. Right. Going four and three, they were up top at uh you know five and two, and uh or four and two, and you know just like that, it's kind of fallen away from them, losing a couple bad losses. It, they have to win this game, and this is the game they should win, right? Playing the Eagles, who had a good week last week against the Lions team that isn't that great, right? But, but this Eagles team has struggled to beat any team of real substance, whether it's the Buccaneers or I forget who they lost to the week before that. The Raiders. Yes, they, the Ra they lost yes. to the Raiders very yes. badly. And, you know, again, another away team that's favored, Chargers favored by only one and a half, which I was going to bring this up in our newsroom. I waited. 
and our, I mean our fantasy mm-hmm. foreshadowing. I kind of waited till we got to this point. Very shocked to see LA only favored by you know almost two points against right. an Eagles defense that is not very good. And you do see this right. The Chargers are a team that is slumping a little bit after last week, and they're on the road. And it's a you know that that one p.m. kickoff is always really tough for a West Coast team right mm-hmm. having to come across country, play earlier. Uh, I don't think that'll affect the Chargers as much as as, as much as you know maybe Vegas seems to think it will. Uh, I think the Char- this is a game the Chargers should win pretty easily. They're just the much better team. I agree. And again, after the losses to the Ravens and the Patriots, I think you know Justin Herbert is going to want his bounce back game. I think he's going to abuse the Eagle poor Eagles defense. And you know, for fantasy owners, I think you're fine to start Jalen Hurts because he's one of the best garbage time quarterbacks ever. He is gonna finish as a top five fantasy quarterback, and it might not start for that team next year. Yeah, like, he's not a very good NFL quarterback, but man, but man, when numbers. they're down twenty points and there's five he's a better minutes in the version fourth, of Blake Yeah, if he can run that. He can. He'll get you an extra twenty points in fantasy easily. Uh, I am gonna pick the Chargers into this one. We'll go into the next game, the one that we kind of prefaced on a little bit earlier. One of our bigger games, I think, for the week, uh, for the week, not the year. Uh, Packers at the Chiefs. You know, again, we talked about this. No Aaron Rodgers. They will have Devontae Adams, which is great. Uh, Kansas City is going to be favored by slightly over a touchdown at seven and a half. Uh, that feels like a big spread to me for a Chiefs team that has struggled. Despite, that is very struggled. D- despite the Aaron Rodgers news, uh, still this Chiefs team has really, really had a tough time this season trying to figure out their identity. Are they a running team? Are they a pass-first team? That defense has struggled all season, which we kind of expected. And I think the Packers have the better defense, too, in Me this too. game. I mean, we saw how they played against Arizona, right? They're a huge yeah. reason why they won that game on the road. Uh, this Packers team has proven they can win on the road, right, when the passing attack isn't as sharp. Uh, I'm still going to take the Chiefs in this one. I think the Chiefs really, really need this win. Uh, you know, again, in a very competitive AFC, a very competitive AFC West. Four and five will be a tough spot for them to claw their way back from. Not mm. that they can't. They're very talented. But I think Jordan Love making his first NFL start is going to struggle in that I You just took the words out of my mouth. I think he is going to struggle, even if he does have a decent game. Of course. It's in Arrowhead, which is going to be very loud. And, I mean, he, how much has he actually practiced with the ones? How prepared has he even been to start an right. NFL game, let alone against the Chiefs, right? right. So I think, you know, I, I'd like to see it competitive. I'm really hoping that he doesn't struggle that much. The Chiefs defense is... Definitely fit in his favor, where right. I think and he'll he be able to weapons, find matchups. You know, having Devontae Adams and Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon still. Right, right. He'll be able to run the ball a lot and put himself in comfortable situations. I just think, like you said, Mahomes, they don't want to go down 4-5. and five. They understand what they're going up against, and they know they have a little bit of saving grace with Rodgers out. I expect the Chiefs to win this one, too. Uh, I expect them to, I think they'll cover the spread, to be honest. I don't know about you. I think the Packers might actually be, be a nice backdoor cover where, where the Chiefs still win, but I you know I think it's by a it's touchdown close? or less. Yeah. Okay, nice. Yeah, I, I kind of like the disparity there. It'll be interesting. We could see next week on uh, Sunday right. night how and, that goes. Right. And maybe the sports book will be all you next week. Maybe. It, it will not be. I'm not the professional, unlike you. I, uh, I do not put up those bets. I only like to look and, it, and admire them, I guess you would say. Uh, one bet that I might take, though, is the Cardinals at the 49ers. I'm looking at it right now. Again, going with another away team that's favored. Arizona's favored by only a point and a half, which is crazy to me. Like, we kind of talked about it earlier when we talked about the Kyler Murray injury. I know you said you're not really looking for that for fantasy because of how stout the 49ers front seven has been. 
But I, I think there's definitely a skill difference between the Cardinals and the 49ers. No, I agree. I mean, and I talked about how I don't love Kyler Murray this week, and, and DeAndre Hopkins is banged up, and, uh, you know, that offensive line might struggle against this 49ers front. I'm still taking the Cardinals in this game. For the sure. The 49ers haven't shown me enough. You know, Debo Samuel looks awesome, right? He looks like he's back to that how good we thought he'd be his rookie year before he got hurt. Uh, but Brandon Ayuk has sort of disappeared, right? And, yeah. you know, Kittle may or may not play this week. I think he is supposed to come back, but who knows, right, what that'll look like. Uh, but the 49ers team, it's tough to know what who they are, what they are. They've been so inconsistent, and I think the Cardinals are the better team. Uh, they're looking to, again, kind of jump back into that driver's seat in the NFC after they lost it. Uh, they'll be eager to get a win this week. I think Jimmy Garoppolo, to kind of give the 49ers some credit, you can tell he's playing a little more with the fire. He obviously knows how short of a leash he has, right, with fans even saying they want to see Trey Lance at this point. He knows that he needs to, at this point, he's auditioning for someone else. Yeah, exactly. And I think, you know, one other bright spot for the 49ers is Eliza Mitchell. Uh, he's been playing great. Awesome, He yeah. He actually only has 46 rushing yards less than Najee Harris. I was reading the stat earlier today. And he missed the first like six weeks, I think. I don't think it was six, but I do think I mean, it, was it was a number. Was, of he weeks. missed the, it was, he missed a number of weeks. It was a stat I saw on Twitter from some uh, NFL reporter. Right, and everyone thought Trey Sermon would be the rookie running back you wanted out of that mm-hmm. backfield. You know, the Ohio State prospect came on late at the end of the college season last year, but it's been Elijah it's Mitchell, a, and, and he's been he's, playing yeah. well. But doesn't this always happen with the 49ers that some random running back pops out of nowhere? And they have two real good seasons, and they go somewhere else, and they drop and off. And they the just drop clear. off. You know, yeah, unfortunately. Matt Breida, do you know where he is right now? Oh, gosh. Do you know what team Matt Breed is on? Kate? I want to see the Lions. No, Buffalo Bills. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That's crazy. He's a healthy scratch most games. Sometimes he plays, but it's just, that's you know, it goes, but remember how good he looked. He right? looked Back great. I mean, that is the Kyle Shanahan offense, though. He, Kyle Shanahan's zone run, they know how to get any running back. I mean, I think me and you could hit 100 yards. And if we were playing like the Dolphins and we were on the 49ers, I think you and me could hit 100 yards in offense. You know, I admire your confidence, and I admire your, your, your bravado, but you have not seen me the last time I played backyard football, my friend. I, I don't know. You have a little bit of pep. Your your initial your initial burst is good enough to hit the yeah, hole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got a quick first step. I don't know if I could make it to goal line to goal line with no defense. Do you think you could cover for Derrick Henry on the Titans, at least? Well, I think they're going to need someone to cover for Derrick Henry, right? Another piece of news that we missed, right, talking oh, about Oh, yeah, it. that's right. Uh, Derrick Henry is... You know, at first they were saying maybe out for the year. Now they're saying, well, you know, not the year, but it's still going to be some time. Six to ten weeks. They're basically the the Titans are saying that they're hoping again for the playoffs. Yeah. Which they have the division in the bag. Um, they're playing the Rams. Luckily for them, right? That, yeah. You know, the, their defense, uh, not their defense. The, their division has struggled. Uh, you know, you can Texans and Jaguars. You can explicitly, you know, pencil those two in for top five in the draft. When they beat the Colts on Sunday, I read this stat on Monday that because they won both games against the Colts already this season with how the Texans and Jags are, the Titans have a 92.8% chance to win the division. And, you know, it's, because when you look at this Colts team, it's not like the Colts have been good outside of those losses. This is a Colts team that has had their ups and downs, but it's been more so downs, right? Yeah. And, and you look at, you know, uh, you look at a guy like Carson Wentz has struggled for that team, and we hit on that earlier. I know they're on a bye this week, but uh, this is going to be a tough one for the Titans, right? They're having to go to L.A. and play the Rams, who, as we've saying. It looked like one of the best teams in the NFC. Yeah, this is not the Colts. And they're playing the, the Rams, you know, like we just said, without Henry. That's huge. Right. He's their best he, player. He was maybe the leading MVP candidate. For sure. It's it's going, it's going. a massive, massive loss for them. The Rams are favored by just over a touchdown at 7.5. You know, the Rams, who also are Super Bowl favorites right now, Matt Stafford is having a resurrection with his career. It's great. I am enjoying to see it. 
you have to, right? He's a guy that is he's easy to root for, right? He's he's likable. He's toiled for so long in Detroit. I think only one playoff start for him. You'd love to see what he can do, you know, if he gets in the playoffs with this loaded Rams team, right? When you look at Cooper Cup and Robert Woods and you know, even, you know, they sometimes it's Tyler Higby, sometimes it's Van Jefferson. This Rams team finds guys and they find ways to win and they've been very exciting. For sure. I, I really think the Titans are gonna struggle to win this game. I think Canhill's played all right. But like we kind of said earlier, Julio Jones has not performed how he has. I think that the Titans passing game just isn't as great, especially when you don't have that prominent running game. I, I don't really have any stock in Adrian Peterson being able to do much. No, especially, you know, his first game signed off the street. Yeah, he, he is he even like ready to play football right now, right? It's going to be very tough for them. Um, really unfortunate what happened with Derrick Henry. I hope they at least make it competitive. I, I will give the Titans a benefit of the doubt. It seemed a lot this year so far. That when people have doubted them in weeks, they find a way. No, you know, of course, with the and Bills, they have talent. The you know, they... AJ Brown is another great young receiver, and yeah. Julio Jones. You know, we you mentioned has been disappointing, but you know maybe he's able to dig deep and find something. Maybe Tannehill kind of captures what he had last year. But like you also mentioned, part a big reason why Tannehill was able to have the season he did last year is because you had to put you know nine, ten guys in the box to stop Derrick Henry. Yeah, and now again we're gonna have. Uh, Aaron Donald and potentially Von Miller. You know, we don't know if he's going to play yet. He's been injured. Right. We'll um, see. And if he plays, how much will he play? Right. right. You'd have to think at this point, it's just third downs and passing situations. Hey, have him get like the that. quarterback. Right. 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 Go, get in there and, and go get him. Right. Um, for sure. Tennessee's uh, offensive line. I was looking at PFF grades earlier today. Besides their tackles, their interior offensive line has been one of the worst in the league. It's not All a good sign when 20, you're playing Aaron, Aaron Donald. It's not a good sign. He, you know, Von Miller aside. And when you have no real threat of the running game, I mean, maybe we'll be wrong, and maybe Adrian Peterson uh, and Jeremy McNicholas yep. Yep. will be able to kind of do something. It's right. it's going to be an uphill right. battle. Always, there's him. always a potential they scheme something up. For sure, it's, 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 it's going to be tough. tough. It's yeah. going to be tough. Uh, is you know Tennessee's defense going to be able to stop Cooper Cup in this right. offense? This I think had the potential to be a really exciting Sunday night game, but now with the Derrick Henry injury, we'll see. You know, it could be worse, but I think the Rams win by over a touchdown. I don't know about you. Yeah, I I think I think you know I just don't think the Titans. I think even with Derrick Henry, are not a team that's built to come back if they're losing. Uh, and the Rams are a team that's going to get up, I think, has the potential, especially at home, at home uh, yeah. to get up on a team early and, and never look back. That's another stadium that's loud. I've seen a few Rams games like on TV this year. It's very... It's a very loud stadium. And, and, you know, L.A. is not a great football city, but they've been, you know, much more amicable to the Rams, Rams than the Chargers so far. And those games seem to do a little bit better. For sure. Going on to our last game, Monday Night Football, we have the Bears at the Steelers. Tough to segue this one because, I mean... We kind of brought it up earlier. Not much to really say. Matt Nagy might play. He might not play. Oh, coach. Coach, sorry. Maybe yeah. he'll, he maybe better he'll not play. play. Maybe, yeah. That would be interesting. I mean, hey, maybe he'd be better at playing. Who knows? It's going to be tough. But this could go either way. I, I was thinking about this Definitely. this whole time. And it's kind of a big spread, right? Steelers are minus six and a half. Feels a little big for this game. But, you know, I don't know how well Justin Fields is going to hold up, right? And again, he's been running for his life ever since he got that starting job. And TJ Watt. And that Steelers front seven is going to, you know, be very excited for their chance to get out of. I think the Bears did the right decision starting Justin Fields. I mean, I'm a, like you have a rookie quarterback. As long as he's not going to get killed out there, which he's been having, you know, has had to face a lot of pressure. The Bears offensive line is not very great. Again, another one that's rated PFF, one of the lowest in the league. You want to see what he can do. You know what Andy Dalton can do. 
keep Justin Fields out. Let him learn how to play this game, right? See, I'd like to push back on that a little okay. bit. Okay. And I'll, I, you know, not to cut you off, but I do think that maybe Andy Dalton would be the better choice for for this Bears team. Both, if you want to win right now, which I think, you know, are they trying to win right now though? I think you know, not that they were coming into the season, but when you look at how the NFC shaped up, and and I think they're three and four or three and five, they are in that playoff hunt, right? Like you said, I think they're one game out of the playoffs right yeah, now. Yeah, I mean, they're a game out from being in the playoffs. from a wild card. Not that they're a team that could win the Super Bowl, but, you know, why not go for it, right? You never know what can happen in this league, especially with a team that hangs their hat on their defense. If you can keep a team, you know, they always say defense wins championships. If you can if you can hold a team down, right, you're, you're in any game. Uh, and even if you're not trying to win right now, this feels bad for Justin Fields' development, I think, to throw him into the fire. You don't have a lot of weapons. Allen Robinson, I don't know if it's his fault or if it's because of the shaky quarterback play. Yeah. But, you know, David Montgomery's been out, so you don't have that run game. The offensive line has been horrible. And Justin Fields himself doesn't look totally ready to play in the NFL. That's He's struggling fair. making, a, you know, it's, uh, you know some of his reads. And I think the future's still there. I'm not saying he's a bust, right? I like mm. Justin Fields. I liked him a lot in the draft. I think he'll be fine. I thought he was the second best quarterback in this draft behind Lawrence. But I don't think he's ready right now. And now you're looking on the road against a good Steelers team. You want to talk about tough road environments. Heinz Field is always electric, right? No matter yeah. what. Especially Monday Night Football, right? Exactly, prime right. Prime. Uh, Najee Harris has looked really, really good for the Steelers, running the ball, catching the ball as well like he did at Alabama. Uh, Steelers' offensive line hasn't been great. Their quarterback play hasn't been great, but they have those receivers. Uh, I think this is a game the Steelers probably still win, but I think the Bears can keep it close. If the Bears want to win, they have to they have to make Roethlisberger look like how he did weeks two through five. They have to make Roethlisberger Definitely. look as almost like lifeless as he, he did yeah. early in the season, which is possible. Which is which very possible. He's, 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 he's clinging have. right now. He is. He the, the is. Big Ben is. He's ready to. He, I mean, he even when he is playing better. Like you look at this Cleveland game, he's not he's throwing like ten yard passes. They don't throw deep. Right. Which I, is what you need to do, I think, with an older quarterback, he's losing that arm strength a bit. This is a team that will need to address the quarterback position, I think, in, in the draft or, you know, free agency, something. They're gonna but have to I, make a move. I think Fields has the mobility and the aggressiveness to be able to put up points as long as he doesn't make mistakes. Right. If he can not throw the ball away... And that's what we've seen with the turnovers, whether it's the fumbles or the interceptions, that's what's killed him. And and I do think you're right. If he can limit that, maybe we see something. I think the Steelers do have the slight edge, and I think it is because of their defense. Because, again, I don't know how much stock I put into this Steelers offense, even with Najee Harris. I mean, he has been the only bright spot right. so far. Um, I, he can't carry this team alone, right? right? So it'll be very interesting to kind of see what happens in this game. I think either team could win. I'm going to give the Steelers the slight edge right now because I think they're just, you know, a little bit better coach. Well, for sure, better coach. And I think their defense will be able to kind of give Justin Fields a tough time. But if Fields find ways to find holes and maybe breaks through for a few runs himself, I think he could put up more points than Roethlisberger. No, absolutely right. I mean, this you know when you talk about having to outscore a team, the Steelers are not a tough team to outscore when you talk about their offense, right? Mm. No, yeah, for sure. That I mean, and that'll kind of put it close to Week Nine. No, right, and now we can enter uh, the uh, sports book, right? And yeah. I'll I'll go through, right? I'll give us a couple uh, spreads that I like, right? I'll I'll give you three that I personally placed bets on already. Oh, already, uh, nice. Already. Okay. I have outright. Uh, I mean, I love you know. I, we touched on this earlier. The Bengals at home against the Browns minus two and a half. This feels like a game the Bengals should easily win by a field goal or more. And that's no disrespect to you. Anything can happen any given Sunday. But the Browns, you know, Baker Mayfield. I don't know how healthy he is. 
They're still without Kareem Hunt, even though Dearness Johnson has been a good fill-in. Uh, I think the Bengals are really ready. I know both teams coming off a loss both want to bounce back, but when you look, that Bengals loss felt kind of fluky against Mike White and the Jets. That Steelers loss with the Browns, it felt like the Browns did get outplayed at home, and now to go on the road, uh, it's going to be a tough one for the Browns. And I like the Bengals to cover, again, a small spread. Okay, yeah, I mean, they, you know, we're also looking for a new co-host right now, so if you're listening and you want to send in <laughs> applications, but be sure to hit my Twitter, at uh, CageDePaulo, you can let me know, and uh, we'll kind of talk this over. I'll hear your other ones, though, I suppose. What other bets you have you might like so them a little bit more. Uh, my next one is, again, uh, you brought this up, Chargers at Eagles. Chargers, you know, again, a West Coast team playing 1, uh, 1 p.m. Uh, kickoff on the East Coast is tough, but they're only, you know, minus one and a half for the Chargers against the Eagles, who I just think the Eagles are one, you know, are going to be picking in the top ten of this draft. Uh, going to actually be picking a couple times in the top ten of this draft due to some trades that they made last season, but their own pick will definitely, I think, be located in the top ten. Jalen Hurts is not a, a quarterback that's going to win you many games. Uh, when you only have to win by two and you have that offense that the Chargers boast going against, uh, you know, a porous Eagles defense, that feels like an easy cover for the Chargers to me. Easy cover. I, I, def- I think the Chargers win by a touchdown, let alone three points or, you know, two points technically, right? right? I, I definitely agree with that. I think that I think they've been solid so far. Any uh, a third one you said, And, you yeah, my third one, and this is another one we touched on, and I know this gets tricky, right, when I talked about Kyler Murray earlier, but Cardinals at 49ers. Uh, even though they're on the road, Cardinals are minus one and a half. I think they are a, uh, you know, the closest thing to a lock to cover. I'd say uh, this is a, a much more talented Cardinals team, despite the you know the ankle injury to Kyler and despite the uh, you know the hamstring with DeAndre Hopkins and all the other issues they have. This is a team that's going to be looking to bounce back after a disappointing Thursday night loss against a 49ers team that's, you know, been really inconsistent. I think that uh, the Cardinals should win pretty easily, and at minus one and a half, I think they could easily win by two or more. So, I mean, you heard it basically. Put the, You're listening to this right now. Pause the podcast. Go on your local sports booking app. Parlay it. Hit it right now. Bengals beat the Browns. Chargers beat the Eagles, Cardinals beat the 49ers. I've got it on my parlay, and if you want to parlay those spreads, like I said, I personally, when I, when I make my parlays, usually stick to the money lines. I've had my heart broken too many times by a spread. Uh, late, you know, a garbage time score ruins that for you. But these are some spreads that I really like, right? They're, they're lower spreads, teams that I think should be favored by more. Uh, I'm going to, you know, a game that I would personally really stay away from is going to be uh, Bears at Steelers, right, on Monday night. Pittsburgh is getting, you know, uh, minus six and a half. They have to win by a touchdown. This game could get really, really ugly with those defenses coming at each other. I, you know, very possible the Steelers do cover, but I, that's a game I'd rather not touch either way. Uh, you know, may, maybe the Bears are able to get that back to a cover, but maybe Justin Fields looks like a rookie playing in his first primetime game, and they don't, right? Yeah. So that's a game that I'd rather not touch either way. I think both teams are poised to maybe struggle. Maybe one does, and maybe the other does. I'd rather not touch it at all. Okay, cool. I, I mean, Tyler, the sportsbook man. We're, <laughs> Appreciate we're, it, kid. New, new segment on the show. I, I was excited when we were talking about this to do this one again because we wanted to kind of come up with new ideas. Yeah. You know, things that we can kind of make every day to our show and stuff that there are some podcasts that are dedicated to justice but have a little bit of everything, right? right and I'm certainly not an expert, right? I, you know, I, I put about $20 <laughs> worth of bets separately a week. You know, I'm, I'm no expert. Uh, but these are my picks. And, and hey, know, maybe some other people will win with you, right? Right. They, or maybe we'll all lose together. Yeah, and then you can just get hate tweets. Yeah, exactly. It's a all win-win, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, all that good stuff. Uh, but yeah, that that's for the sports book. We'll see, you know, go back on it next week. Maybe next week we'll kind of quickly touch up before we do your yeah, next right, kind of session. Right. We'll look how well, well I did. See if, yeah, we'll see if you made some money. 
But in the meantime, do you do you smell what's cooking right now? Are, are the cookies ready? I think the cookies might be ready. We're we're kind of nearing the end of the this show. This bit will never get old for me. It will never get old because Grandma never stops playing the cookies. cookies. Nice plate of warm cookies. I can smell it. We got to get some milk. Finish up the show with some cookies and milk. I'm interested to hear your grandma's. I'll go first. Yeah, you know, I, I was watching Grandma make them, and they had the Rams logo on them. Nice, nice, nice Ram and an R right on there. Because you know what? I think the Rams defense is going to have a day versus this Tennessee team. We kind of talked about it a little in our preview, and I, I, I believe it. I'm, I'm eating the cookies. I'm taking the milk. I'm dipping it in there. I think without Derrick Henry, this offense is going to be very one-dimensional. And you've got Jalen Ramsey there to lock up an A.J. Brown, who's been coming on in recent weeks, but you know nobody erases a guy like Jalen Ramsey. Ramsey. You know, I quickly said it in our preview again. This Tennessee interior line has been one of the bottom ten in the league um, as far as PFF grading is. Their tackles have been fine, but hey, Aaron Donald eats in the middle of that. Right. He's going to have a field day with those guys, and that's not considered. He single-handedly can end a run game. For sure, and it, this is a run game. Again, we keep saying this without Henry. This is this is not a Derrick Henry run game, which you can argue might it might be a little bit more of a competition. I, I think the Rams are going to be fine. I think even without Von Miller, I think if you play some pass um, passing downs, I think it's going to be even more helpful. I mean, literally, you know his talent. Just have him run at Ryan Tannehill. Right. Uh, I think Tannehill's going to struggle. I think the Rams are going to eat, and I'm going to be enjoying my cookies while I'm watching the game. Well, I'll be eating my own cookies, which are going to feature both of the Bills running backs, right? On the road, what okay. travels, it is your running game. Uh, Zach Moss and and Devin Singletary. I can't pick one over the other because the Bills can't seem to pick one over the other either. Uh, if I had to pick one, it would be Devin Singletary. But I think there's a good chance that if you get up big enough, why not alternate the two guys, right? Make sure nobody's getting hurt. Get a look at both of them. Uh, this is not a game I think they'll have to rely on Josh Allen to put up a ton of points for them. Points should come easily to them, right? But they're not going to need Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs to do the heavy lifting. Uh, you know, maybe they get set up on some short fields with some Trevor Lawrence mistakes or, you know, just general ineptitude of that Jaguars offense. And I think both Bills running backs are poised to... Uh, you know, rack up some yardage and get some easy scores. Running back committees are, I think, honestly, the trend now going with the NFL. So it's I, easier, right? You, you know, you're less reliant on one guy. I mean, look at the Titans, right? When we talk about, you know, Derrick Henry going down and how that almost kills whatever running game they had, where, uh, you know, you get that tandem where you look at the Browns, right? And they had Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb, uh, even though at one point I know both guys were hurt, but that's pretty unlikely, right? Pretty, you don't see yeah, you don't see it too often. I like that. I, I completely agree. I mean, we talked about it in our preview with the uh, Jaguars and the Bills. I'd love to see Devin Singletary run the ball more. And, I mean, there's a reason the Bills are favored by, what, 14 points, over 14 points. Right. They're going to get up to a lead. And right. I think when teams get up to a lead, you, you run the ball. I think that I could totally see these Bills running backs having a great time against a Jaguars team that is just not well coached. I think those are some pretty good cookies. I might I might be stealing a few. You, I I'd love to share. I might have cookies. some of your you know, cookies. I'm, I'm not a greedy guy. Yeah, I, please. Know, I, the plates are open, yeah, right? Absolutely. Everybody eats. Yeah, yeah. If you, I, I would love to hear if anyone's listening and they want to share what kind of cookies, what kind of what matchup oh goodness, what players. Please are bring to. your cookies to the table. Please, please let us know. Uh, you can actually tell us on our Twitters, right? I mean, you can tell me at Cage DePaulo on Twitter. The link, uh, our Twitters will be in the description for the episodes as well. Would love to hear your thoughts. If tell us if you think her cookies suck, right? I'll tell my grandma personally. I'll say, you know, I'll let her know she's not making the cut. Yeah, yeah I'll be like, hey, Twitter user thirty nine over here. Yeah, they Nana, they aren't a fan of your cookie right now. You got to change the recipe. Nana, I don't know bit. what's good, but but yeah, no, that I think pretty good cookies for our first week back. 
I and I, I can't you know if anybody is still listening, uh, thank you right for for yeah. bearing with us right our first first show in you know almost two years now and uh, this was a lot of fun to do. A lot of, I'm I'm, uh, I'm excited to wrap this up. We kind of yeah. we've spoken our words, we've said our piece, we've given some people some football knowledge, yeah. some sports booking knowledge, and uh, we've kind of enlightened them with the gift of the Tyler Cage NFL experience, right? That's right. We'll get us out of here. Is there anything else you want to say? Just, again, thank you guys, right? You know, I know we've been gone for a bit, but uh, whether you're a returning listener or whether you're a new listener, thanks, you know, and we hope to keep coming with this content every week, uh, at least in season. And, uh, yeah, I just, I can't, I'm happy to be doing this again. I'm very happy. It'll be, uh, yeah, every Friday, the plan is to be coming out every Friday. You know, times might vary a little bit depending on when it goes live. But, yeah, look for it Friday midday. A little bit after your Thursday football. Enjoy watching the Thursday football. Uh, we'll get out of here. Please don't forget to uh, rate, like, and subscribe if you're listening to this on Spotify, if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts. It means a ton, especially starting this back up again. That's how we kind of branch it out to new people, right? right? Uh, get new faces to listen to it. So, you know, a like, a comment, a subscription, all um, rating, free to do. Super appreciate the two of us, and it'll make us more eager to keep doing it. Of course. Uh, like I said, you can check me out at Twitter at Cage DePaulo. I don't know Tyler if they can find you. Yeah, anywhere. no, yeah, at you know Tyler Dion sixty one at most social medias, I believe. You know Twitter, you know that kind of stuff. Uh, and yeah, we'd love to hear from you. What are some things you know? What are some things you agree with or don't agree with that we've said? What are some things that you want us to talk about in the future? We're all ears, right? We we do this for you guys, right? And we want to hear back from you. Yeah, and uh, I think with that, we'll wrap up the show. We'll see you all next week. I'm going to go cook some dinner and get ready to watch Mike White play Carson Wentz. Yeah, right. Who And who knows how that will go. Who Thanks, knows? everybody. Yeah, have a great night, guys. We'll see you next week.